Fabulous. If I can turn their hands of time back, I bring Cliff Nipsey and Prime back. Bring Ring's mom back. I mean, I wish I could rewind back. Is he old? Wish Kawhi was signed back. His family's time passed him up. So cherish the time you was given. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan. Been a fan for a number of years, but. You know, I remember he tried to holler at some chick on IG, and she was like, no thanks, I'm good. And I'm like, ooh, that hurts. That really hurts, man. You know, when you when you used to have it and you don't have it anymore? You know what I'm saying? Um, but does Fabulous still have it? He does. Okay. All right. Hence a track like this. You know, that song is a banger right there. He It's crazy because he knocks out hits, but for some reason these hits just can't break through for some reason. Yeah, I just is I don't know if it's just like he is looked upon as an artist of a bygone era. And maybe he needs to change his like I want to say something. Puff Daddy was very smart in the evolution of his artistry. He went from Puff Daddy to P Diddy to Diddy and you have to keep reinventing yourself for a new generation that comes up. And I don't think Fabulous has done that. That's true. Well, and Diddy, Diddy is like a genius with branding. We got to give him that. Well, no, 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 yeah. you, no, you absolutely but but I think but even Kanye, if we yeah. look at Kanye, Kanye mm -hmm. went from Kanye West to Ye. And I think you have to kind of reinvent yourself and I don't know if Fabulous although I'm a fan, right. has done enough to reinvent himself from the old era to move himself into this new era. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah, I remember Fabulous, but like I need a new name, like Mr. Punch You in Your Face. <laughs> he needs a new style, just a little bit. Change up his flow just a tad. Uh, okay. And move it along with the times a little bit. That's yeah. all. I'm gonna disagree. I don't want oh. I don't want Fabulous rapping like Migos or anything. No, but like there's that. a <laughs> you but he can does evolve his change. Like yeah. With, he could remain the same and still have a little bit of a difference in the style, you know? Well, I, I think new style, I think maybe a new identity or a, a, mm -hmm. a, a new brand. I think that's... How I, would I, you rebrand Fabulous <laughs> if you could? Ah, that's a very interesting question. I don't know. I don't know how I would... I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe just call him Fab. Okay. Maybe just Fab. You know what I'm F -A -B saying? F-A-B. No, yeah, Mr. Yes. F-A-B. Yo, you missed okay. it, right? You know what I'm saying? And because, have him grow up a little bit, put right. a nice suit. No, I don't know about the suit. I would keep rocking a nice suit, a little bit. No, because that make <laughs> no young people don't wear suits. It's how you wear the suit. Yeah, I Nikos need, wear suits. They I, wear suits do a they? Bit. Yeah. I need fabulous and skinny jeans. <laughs> All right, um, the uh, chocolate diva in the building, <laughs> Angelica Cheyenne. How are you? I'm right. doing wonderful. Good. You almost had it right. Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva, got to say it all. Oh, God. All the whole and name, you know all at once, like a I, tribe called Quest. I appreciate, <laughs> I really appreciate your generation because you like, listen, you going to call me what I want to be called. Yes. If I got to beat it in your brain. Well, Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva's in the building. Yes. I want to say that. Yeah, there we go. Pop quiz, though. What yes. does diva stand for? Diva stands for Don is victorious <laughs> again. Don is victorious again. I don't remember what you said it stood for. Okay, it I'm completely for... ignorant on that one. <laughs> Dedication, innovation, and vision will always lead to achievement. Oh, that is too long to remember. <laughs> I like Don is victorious again. That's easy. Uh, let's get to the Carmel diva, Krista G. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh gosh! Come on now. How are you doing? You okay? What is wrong? You, you, I'm 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 still I'm struggling. Oh no! Yeah, I don't feel very good. So sorry. Oh, get away from me! No. Yeah, I don't feel too good. Why? What happened? What but I, I but uh, Chocolate Diva bought a smile to my face. Look at that shirt. 
Brownie. Bro- David no, Bo- Bowie. Bo- oh, Bowie. Bo- oh, Bowie. Yes, David oh. Bowie. Fame. Appreciation for somebody that's very OG. I mm-hmm. love David Bowie. Where'd you get this shirt from? Um, I, I borrowed it from someone because oh, I love okay. Bowie. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you? Yes. I did not know. Mm-hmm. Do you even know who David Bowie is? No, I have no idea who mm. David Bowie is. Who is he? Is he, is he's he a, a rapper? Rock star. He's a rock rapper. Star. <laughs> Iconic classic rock star. Uh, does anybody uh, sample his music? I know. No. <laughs> I know who David Bowie is. He's I know. It's like you have to know. You're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you tired? Are you okay? You I just... had, I didn't get any sleep. I was, yeah. uh, there's so much going on. I was tired, and then my daughter went out to Not Scary Farm, and I had oh, to, that was this. That was this. She, oh. she went. She went uh, yesterday, and so I oh, had I had her. to go pick her up at one thirty in the oh, morning. I thought, I thought that was this weekend or something like that. I didn't know that was today. Yeah, she went. She went yesterday, so I had to pick her up at one thirty in the morning. You so didn't I didn't get any sleep. Uh, a mother, <laughs> yes. yes, a mother is always a mother, no matter what. And I want her to be safe. I'm scared for her to drive. Spoken now, like a true mama bear. Yes, I don't want her to drive, and with all these crazies out there that are following young women that is true it, i mean you roll your eyes but it's really true women have to be careful especially at night you're, you're right with the you're trafficking right. thing going on i, I want to you say you can't you're be right. too careful i, I don't do unfortunately say. i have had two really uncomfortable incidents with people mm-hmm. in cars that have literally slammed on the brake and just kind of creep me out because they were right in my face and i'm like what are they are trying to do you know it's scary can i tell you guys a story about that actually why didn't you just tell her to uber no because you don't know who's in the uber that's true a lot of of women have been insulted by uber drivers there have been cases where women have gotten to ubers and things have happened to them so those are not trustworthy either a lot of women have been insulted by their parents also i mean you know (laughs) taking an uber is an unnecessary risk when someone like a mother is willing to come pick up their at one o'clock in the morning mom needs sleep too would your mom do that for you Oh, absolutely I, if I even breathe like something was off, no matter what time of day it is, she would be like, I'm coming. I want to ask you because you were about to mention something. Yeah. I've been seeing all this stuff like on TikTok and on Instagram <clears> about <throat> women warning other women, be careful because there are men that are watching you. Did you have a story like that it too? It is. I actually did. So when, this is when I was younger. I think I might have been 18 or 19, something right around there. Mm-hmm. And I was um, taking the bus. And the way the bus system works, it lets me off right by my house. Yeah. Um, but so I was getting Long, off the bus. Long Beach, right? I live, I live around, yeah, 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 I used to live there, yeah, 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 so, um, and I was getting off the bus, and as I was getting off the bus, there was this white van that came and literally zoomed in front of me, as I came off the bus, I was walking down the street, Mm -hmm. and a truck came and literally almost, like, cut, like, in front of my walking way, Mm -hmm. and literally... I was terrified. I started going the other way. Yeah. And I just kept walking the other way and try not to look back because I didn't want to, you know, make them seem like, hey, like, she's on to us. And I looked back and I could see that someone else was coming. And so the van took off <gasps> because I guess someone noticed, like, how abruptly the van yeah. came in front of me. Yeah. And me going the other way. And I think a bystander came, like, walking over to the van area. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew something was off. Right. And I had a bad instinct in my feeling. That's why I went the other way. So to your point, Don, these are why women yes. have to take certain precautions. For instance, like this. And 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 they don't discriminate with age. I'm telling you right they now, don't. they don't care if if you are young or if you are older. If you have, if you're sellable and you're, they can sell your body mm-hmm. and make money off of it. They'll do it. Now, let me give you my perspective on this. Mm-hmm. You're not allowing your daughter to grow. <laughs> And learn how to fight off a stalker. No, no way. Mm-mm. Or someone who's going to kidnap her. This is an opportunity for her to fight back. No. And just let her be. No. And say, listen, 
if you get picked up, you got to fight. Would you tell your daughter that? I don't have a daughter. Okay, hypothetically, <laughs> if you did, would you tell your daughter? You if your daughter called you in the you middle can't. of the night and said, Daddy, I really need you to come and get me. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. You're at home. You're tired. You probably worked all day. was talking all day on the radio. He's like, but if she calls you and she was in need, she's like, can you please come pick me up? It's dark. I need you. Are you going to tell her, honey, you got to learn how to fight? Take a Uber. Take the train. Take the bus. Are you going to tell her that? What I'm going to tell her is, baby, I've got you this far. <laughs> it is now up to you. To find a way home. No, no, you would not tell her Don, that. You can't. You got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You would not tell your daughter that. Do you know that, that in the safari, baby zebras are, are hunted, but they manage to survive? Yeah. Well, this is this is a little bit different. This is different. A lot. We're different. not zebras. No, we're women. We're humans. So and you've known me for a long yes, time. Yes. You know how yes. kind of wild I used to be. Yes. I used to be very wild. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could call me up at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, there's a party. Okay, let me hurry up and take a shower and get dressed. I'll be there. That's. I was. I. I didn't think very clearly I got into a lot of very uncomfortable horrific positions where I'm very grateful my mom tells me all the time you should be on your knees thanking God you're still alive because Mm -hmm. of all of the bad situations I've been in and I have avoided so you have to be very very careful and and nowadays it's even worse Mm -hmm. that's why I'm really glad that I'm not young now because I was real dumb when I was younger I didn't think clearly I just Went with, went with the flow and went where the party was. Yeah. And that's not smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't want my daughter, and that's why she's very smart, and she'll say, Mom, call me because she knows I'll pick her up, hmm. and I'll take care of her. Sounds like you're being taken advantage of by your adult child. That's what it sounds like. He doesn't like. get it. He doesn't no. get no, it. She, no. What, what are you going to Knoxbury Farm at 1 o'clock in the morning for? I got to sleep. No, I just, what? I just left and said, you know, meet me out front, and, you know. I, now yeah. you're paying for it. How, I, dare, how dare you, Sarah? Stop. Who do okay. you think could, you are? Could you live with yourself if hypothetically something were to happen if you weren't there? Like if your daughter called you, if you had a daughter. Yes, yes. Imagine I have a you son. Have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So if you had a daughter in this case, yeah. and she called you and you were like, find your way home in so many words, and she could. And something happened to her. Maybe she tried, but something unfortunately happened. Could you live with yourself at that point? No. What I would do is have a do-over baby and oh, I would rename her. Go. My daughter would be like, let's say her name was Terry. I would name her Terry number two. <laughs> Terry 2.0. Terry 2.0. And uh, that's it. Well, the the plus was um, I did not get any sleep because I have an early morning job at five a.m. So, so by the time you do too, yeah, right? I so do. by the time I got home, I just caught up on the patient and I watched a um, documentary about um, what is that? Sole Sole Moonfry. Oh, oh, a Punky Brewster. Pu- oh my gosh, it was the most amazing documentary about her life and the people she dated and suicide and oh, all no. these actors that killed themselves. Mm. And then I caught up on uh, the. Um, uh, what is the name of that um, American Horror Story NYC, which is amazing for I think your cousin Marcel likes like kind of like those type of shows, American Horror Story NYC, but it's about like gay men in the eighties. Very oh. interesting. Oh really? Yeah, gay men in the eighties, and it's a kind of like slasherish. So I caught up on a lot, and then went to work, and I have not gone back to sleep. I had to take <laughs> my daughter to the dentist too. So oh Jesus! What, what, mommy what, what is this? A lot of mommy duties today. Right. You having a grown daughter? She's cute. she needs her mommy. Cresta, take her daughter where yes, she wants. She needs There's her mama. Wrong with you that. know what? I'm gonna find I some can tell story. Very close. Yes. I, I, matter of fact, I found a story. That, uh, Dr. Phil, and I'll, I'll see if I can get this. Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan talking about how uh, you you guys are uh, concierging your kids. 
You can't do that anymore. Yes, you I'm, can. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get... I'll, I'll get it throughout the show. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. All right. Um, she's 44 years old. No, she's 46. She's been looking for Mr. Right, and she could not find him. So she's deciding to have a baby on her own. Is it right? We'll get oh, to, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll get to that story when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, Los Angeles. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. All right, so this is a very interesting story. Um, let's see if I can find it. Where, where did it go? So her name is, she's on CNN, former anchor uh, Ishe Susse is coming out telling her story. She's uh, 46 years old, and she decided to get pregnant by herself. Now, um, according to reports, she prefers to date Caucasian men, and is unable to find Mr. Wright, but she said that's not. she's not letting us stop her from having a child. She says, I've been blessed to build the career of my dreams over the decades as a journalist, 13 years on air for CNN International, traveling the world to cover global events. And interviewing presidents, movie stars, world leaders. I published a book, became a UN Goodwill Goodwill General Ambassador. Oh, I know start, who she is. She's beautiful. Yeah, started a nonprofit to help empower African girls. But in my quiet moments, the one thing I, I wanted most to become a mother. Remain out of reach. A few months ago I found myself in a subpar relationship with a man who took about twelve hours to reply to all my texts. Among other red flags, it, it was then, in the aftermath of our inevitable breakup, that it hit me. Not having a child would be the greatest regret of my life. And with my biological clock ticking down, if I w- was waiting for the right man to come along before I did it, well, I might as well, I might just find myself out of time. Um, she decided to get pregnant on her own. Um, she went to the IV, she went the IVF route and selected a donor sperm from a bank. Um, and let's see, she did not disclose whether she chose a, the donor to be black or white, but, um, you know, reports are saying she's, she likes white men. Uh, if you told the 16 year old me that at 46, I'd be divorced, single and having a baby on my own by choice, I'd have shuddered and firmly said no. Back then I had a very definite, I had very definite ideas about the future course of my personal life. Uh, and where it would take me, and it didn't look like this. I managed, I imagined something way more straightforward, and I dare say it conventional. Um, so she married Leif Corloom, 39, executive editor at CNN's Project Freedom. The marriage didn't last long, the two separated. At the time uh, that she announced her wedding, she told People Magazine, our wedding is very magical. And I saw Leaf standing at the end of the aisle. I felt as if my heart would explode. I married a man of my dreams in front of the people we care about the most. And then we parted right away. Ooh, that's, that Yikes. sucks. So, um, is this is this right? Oh, of course you married a, it's a white guy. What does he look like? Can you show me? Yeah, you know, just the typical white guy. Oh, sure. That's what she likes? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should never judge anybody's I, no, taste. You people like the, judge my taste, so I shouldn't say anything. You so. like more the rocker type. I like. I like. A, I don't like a, a a person's skin color. I like a style. That's, okay. yeah. that's how this I guy am. is I a like stuffy. A he's a stuffy white guy. Yeah, I, I don't. He like has that. no swag to him. Yeah, you know? it looked like his name is um, Bob. He really does. Yeah. So, so the big question I have here for both of you is: Is it right for her to have a baby alone? I. I think it's pretty selfish. 
I feel if she can financially take care of her baby, mm-hmm. then she is able to have a baby. Yeah, but you know, yeah. we, t- we talked yesterday about how you enjoyed yeah. your father and how you played basketball with mm-hmm. you. And, and, and I talked to a lot of women who have had fathers in their relationship, in their life, and how their father... Well, the energy of a, the yeah. masculine energy was something that was kind of very um, important to them, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, here you have a woman who I think it's selfish to bring a child up into this world with. And it's one thing. It, it's one thing if you have a baby with a man and you guys split up or something happens to the man. I know you. You know your daughter's father passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I, things happen. You know what I'm saying? But like to intentionally go have a child and raise it without any male figure there, yeah. I think it's a little selfish, don't you think? Well, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Could, no, I, I just have yeah. a quick question. Then, then what is what do you make the case when it comes to two fathers or two mothers? What do you think about that? You think that's selfish too? Ooh, that's a good question. There, yeah. that's a good question. Also, I think. I don't know. I think there is something to be said about the feminine and masculine energy that uh, that, that the two genders provide to the right. child. Not to say that two two men having a child is going to grow up horrible, and not even to say that she's going to have a child that's going to grow up horrible. But I, I think it's a little selfish, though, to try to bring it because she she even says, "I wanted to be I wanted to be a mother." Well, back to your point about having a father. The blessing is, I'm sure she has male friends. I'm sure she has, you know, men in her life that can step in and be a father figure to the baby. So that will be a big help. Oh, Chris yeah. Cuomo, maybe? Oh, no. Please, no. No? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, John, Don Lemon, maybe? Anderson oh, Cooper? Why not? Don Possibly, Lemon. yeah. I think yeah. those would be good father figure, you know, types. You D- know. Doesn't Anderson Cooper have a child? Yeah, yes. and so does Don. I believe they adopted children. Yeah. Oh, Don too? Yeah. Don, I, know, I know Anderson that thought he had a baby. I think Don does has, has a child too. And he's in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Who, Don Lemon or, yes. An, or Anderson Cooper? No, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Oh, is yeah. it, was white? Yes. Everybody doesn't like to they just go with the white. Huh? What's, what is it? Is it white? If it's white, it's right? People go where they feel loved. <laughs> oh, my God. People go with who they love, which is always a great thing. Yeah. Nowadays, people just... Like who they like. That's just the way it is. I, you think she? You think she went for a white baby, Danny? Well, look it. I I don't know, but like it, uh, when you were telling the story, I was thinking about that famous model. Um, the famous model. Who was it? Was she, was not Tyra Banks. Who, the, uh, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Have you seen her baby? I have not, but I, she looks like the type that would date a white person because her baby's extraordinarily fair. But nobody knows who the baby is, yeah, who's the baby's the father is. is. And I think she's raising the baby as, I mean, from what I gather as a single mom. Oh, really? I think she is because nobody knows who the baby's dad is. And I, I don't know unless she's just concealing what, what's really Well, you know, on. there is this thing that, and especially with, I think, the younger generation, that they can have it all. You know, I can have the career. I can have the baby. Can. I can have the ma- I don't think you yes, can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 maybe, I'm a, maybe I'm old school. Something's going to suffer somewhere if. You have a career, a husband, and a baby at the same time, too. Like, you got to focus on one thing, right? Why? Why? What do you mean, why? Because you're picking your daughter up at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's Mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. And you're tired at work the next day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when I got pregnant, uh, the boss that I had said to me, your career is over. He told me that. And I said, really? Okay, that's really interesting. I mean, I I was kind of hurt that he said that to me. Um, Did I go far at that time 
Um, no, but I'll be honest, um, being, cause I never thought I was going to be a mom. I wasn't really sure if that's what I wanted, yeah, yeah. but once I found out that I was going to have the baby, I was really excited and I decided that I wasn't going to pursue as hard until she got a little bit older and I still pursued and did, yeah. I worked several different jobs and stuff and still made it happen. But to your point about father, like having men involved, my daughter has, you know, grandparents, yeah. male grandparents involved. And There's then, a community there. Right. But the, the one thing I will say kind of to your point is my boyfriend said, I really wish you would have allowed me to be more of a male part in her, in raising her, even though he was there for 17 years, a big part of her growing he, up. He didn't have the title. I wouldn't give it to him. I said, I'm mom and dad, and you need oh, to God. take a back seat. Oh, you were just selfish all the way around. No, no. I just didn't want to make him feel like he had to step no, in. No, but maybe he wanted to. Maybe, you know, maybe that's some men like the... the, the... I wasn't getting that vibe in the beginning. I no. really wasn't. All right, Jeffrey, see phone call. We'll get to you, 800 is KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where we turn red lights to green lights and keep it moving. Find a righteous range, and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. I forgot, what were we talking about? Uh, you were going to, oh, we were talking about the woman who just. Oh, no, 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 oh, I, I we And we have a caller. Yeah, yeah, um, let's go to Jeffrey real quick in LA. What's going on, Jeffrey? Hey, Don Amici, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, perception reality, that's the world you live in. Perception reality. That's the world you live in, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because at Well, what does time, that mean, first of all? Time, well, it's it basically is a changing of the guard every 20 or 30 years. Yes, okay. So each each group of people that grow up in that time frame, they learn different things, and yes. they don't carry over as much of the past as the previous people, because people are not being taught the past anymore. And Absolutely. That's just the reality. No. Okay. So going back to your imaginary daughter that you wouldn't pick up, you're a bad father. <laughs> and secondly, because I agree with the girl. And then secondly, um, the lady that you were talking about, let's be real. Yeah. If she wants to have a child in this day and age, and the reality is if you have enough money, you have a, a person at home that's going to help you anyway, so you're still going to be on the road. And you brought up Don Lemon and um, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. They're both gay. They're both in gay relationships. Yeah. So um, the thing is, you're... You're going to get rich people always get help with the kids and they're not really at home. The moms might be, but the dads are never home anyway. Yeah. So that's perception reality. You actually think that the dads are involved. In, they're really not. So if she wants to raise that child herself, she'll get help and support. But the reality is she'll have a nanny or somebody that will live in. She'll pay. They'll take care of the kid and she'll key to see the kid. There may not be a dad in the life regardless. And that's perception reality. That's well, we, we, we were talking now. about um, this uh, for, the former CNN anchor, the who, CNN anchor who married the, who married a husband who was at CNN. I heard. I was yeah, no, no, no. I'm just. Re- I'm, re- I'm just. Hold on. I'm just recapping for people oh, who are just recapping. tuning in. Just you're 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 retuning in. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we're you're talking recapping. about uh, Aisha Cisse, who is yeah. a former CNN anchor. She's 46 years old. She's been looking right. for Mr. Right, hadn't really found it, and she decided to go and have a baby. On her own, and you're you're right. Perception, reality, right? You, right. You're right as as far as what you're saying. But what I'm talking about is outcome of the the uh, child uh, having the best possible outcome for growing up. Now, I'm not saying that her child is going to grow up 
horrible or bad or anything right. because you know, a lot of us are just yeah. winging it on and on. But I don't think that you can sit there and say that a two-parent household where with a man and a woman raising a child together and focusing on that child is not beneficial to a child. And I don't think it that's I don't be. I don't think that's ever going to change. I don't think that you can outsource that. I don't think that you're I think that the experiences and the intellect and the wisdom that a man and a woman have to, to to breathe into their child to help them grow up and you know give them as much um, game for life. Um, I you know what I'm saying I I don't think that that's ever going to change regardless of how society changes down the road. I don't think you can outsource what it's like to be a human being to a nanny or an opar or uh, family members or whatever. Not to say that the children are going to grow up garbage and crooks or anything like that i'm just saying the best possible chance for a healthy child to grow up i think for me and i i'm always going to believe this is with a a mother and a father well that's why i use perception reality to kind of cover the widespread wider way of reality because the reality is these kids that are growing up now are, are not necessarily growing up with a mother and father and if they are they're growing up on social media and tv so the impact of what you're talking about is from 50 years ago. It no, 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 but, but, but yeah, but no, but you still, so listen, regardless of whether the mother or father is in the home, there's, right. for, for the vast majority of the population, I'm not saying all of it, but the vast majority of the population, there is a mother and there is a father. They may not be together. They may not. They may not be together. They may not be together. Yeah, you know part. what I'm saying? Um, they, that but part. but there is a father. So this kid's going to grow they don't up. Have a lot of influence. Well, no, what Both I'm saying, but no. Have a lot of but here's the thing: this kid's going to grow up not knowing half of where he comes from because she but, did but that IVF. Doesn't matter anymore. I that think it does. I, I, th I think I think well, it does. Well, it used to. It used to, but something gets lost in the gen in, in the generational transition yeah. where if you don't teach these kids what to remember and what to know, they're not going to. And then if you have kids that, you know, are artificially inseminated, of course they're not going to ever know, but they're going to want to know. Right. But there's not going to be anybody to check because guess what? Your, your dad was artificially inseminated, your test tube. So guess yeah. what? You can go back and do a DNA test and find, but you'll have no connection with him whatsoever. And I agree with you to a point that if there is a man and a woman there in theory, in theory, in theory, yeah. That, yeah, in theory, there's a possibility that that child could grow better. But, however, that would have to be a perfect relationship. And as we all know, yeah. those don't exist. Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, they don't exist anymore. So are, are you saying that, are you saying that it, even if, are you saying that it's it's the same? That whether there's no father there or, or you know, a single mom or raising a kid, it's the same? It, it's negligible, the difference? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I'm saying if whether there's a father there or not, whether there's a mother there or not, I'm saying for the most part, that child's reality is going to be 50 or 60 percent already made based on peer pressure, based on who they're around and based on what they what they see on social media. So their reality is going to already be made. And it may be that they don't care about their father. So what you're talking about may exist, but the reality is in this world we live in, that's not necessarily a, a true statement anymore. Well, that's a good point, be. Jeffrey. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Maybe I'm just, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. I'm projecting. I didn't, Listen, I don't know who my father is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, see? I don't know who my father is. But so let me ask you a question. Yes. So now that you don't know who he is and 
you have kind of been in your son's life. How do you, how did you project what your father who wasn't there, how did you project that to your son? See, this is where a lot of that is lost. So how would you project that to your son? Well, well, your well when, you, when you say projected, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what, what you mean by project that. Project the reality of fatherhood. No, fatherhood. what I, I did was I tried to be, I worked very hard to be in my son's life. Um, right. to be there to, for when he needs me, when he needs somebody to talk to, uh, when he just needs somebody to say I love you. When he do, when he's not even asking for somebody to say I love you, I'm there telling him I love him. When he needs money, okay. when he needs wisdom, when he needs just to, somebody to talk to. You know what I'm saying? From a male standpoint, somebody, you know, I that's what I worked hard to be in my son's life. Because I didn't have that and growing I up. And I, and I know what that void feels like. you didn't have that growing up. Right, so you didn't have a roadmap growing up, yes. which is the disconnect part. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So you winged it. Basically, you just winged it. You said, you know what, I'm going to try to fill in the voids because me and the mom are not together, so I'm going to fill in the voids. Yeah. And that's what you did. So that's why I said this is an open array, but the reality is in this day and age, if you bring a child into the world, there's no guarantee that the dad's going to be there, the mom's going to be there. The reality is you just want one parent, two parents, or whatever parents, loving you and trying to teach you right, what's right or wrong and that's pretty much all you can give a child well Rest you know yeah you're, you're right i mean but i look at like how further off in life would i would have been if i had a father with no me. you can't do that you can't no, do I'm just, that. i know i'm just i would have could have should i'm just I'm, I'm looking at how further off in life would i have been if i had some you male some male guy you're right i could have been i could have been like the if guy who father, just killed pmb punk was a drunk, if could've, your father was a drunk and a drug addict you would have been worse or so my father could have been Elon Musk. He, he could have been, and then you would then we'd be kicking you off of Twitter right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the reality is, this is this is you can't you can't put everybody in a box. Yeah, you, you, it's no way. It's impossible because there's too, the forum is too widespread now. So if you just happen to if you're fortunate enough to have a child, adopt a child, bring a child into the world. All those things are pluses. Now, what you do with that opportunity or chance is all on you. All you right. have to make you have to you have to make uh, decisions. You have to put away money. You have to do all these things before you do it. And you can't be guessing because you're going to have to ask for somebody's help somewhere along the way. All right, Jeffrey, making a good <laughs> point here. I appreciate the uh, the contribution hey, no to worries, the show. Man. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Fahima real quick in D.C. Fahima, what's going on? Greetings, Don, Krista, Hi. and and the other sister in tonight. Angelica Cheyenne, the I chocolate am. diva. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I'm back from Harlem. Oh. Um, yeah, the last time I called, I was in Harlem when uh, Danny Morrison was sitting in for you. So I want to make a couple of points. Yeah. People live the hand that they're dealt. Yes. And I was going to use a number of other examples, but I'm going to use the example that I used in my uh, sex, rose, marriage, and family class. Barack Obama met his biological father twice in his entire life, mm -hmm. as an adolescent and then as a young man. And there are, a number, I, there are a number of other people who didn't grow up in the two-family household, and I'll just say this. I've, as a social worker, I've counseled people who grew up in a two-family dysfunctional mm -hmm. household. And from what I understand, Don, you did have some surrogate fathers in your house. I think you made reference to your uncle. Yeah. Um, and you did have some positive role models. Now, this is one of the questions I was going to ask you, Don. Would you have rather grown up 
<clears throat> well, would you rather see a child grow up with a single father or a single mother? Because I've had female students who were raised by their father, and they had all the resources that they needed, or grow up with two families, two, a two-parent household, and living in abject poverty. Those people that you're mentioning, um, the woman from CNN, Don Lemon, as well as um, the other guy, um, Gloria Vanderbilt's son. Mm-hmm. Don, yeah. have re- right. They have the resources to provide their, these children what they're going to need in terms of schooling and social experience, um, social interaction. And because uh, they're not working nine to five, they're able to spend time with them and to give them, share some incredible experiences. And the thing is, is that we don't have a right to determine what, how other people should live their lifestyle. And in terms of Naomi Campbell, maybe they're not sitting up here saying, oh, he's the daddy, he's the daddy. We don't know whether Naomi Campbell's child father is in their lives because right. it's not a right You're right. You're you know right. I mean? You're right. right. I, I, think, I think I would take the two-parent household in poverty because I know what, it's, you know, what, it's, what the one-parent mm-hmm. household feels like. And I, and, and I you know, I, at least, even if I grew up in poverty, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean my story is going to be poverty. But at least I have the, the two different uh, lineage, lineages to the, that I can, you know, kind of like go back on. I mean, you don't know what, you know, you, it's, 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 it's horrible not knowing half, half of who you are. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to point out a couple of people um, that I don't know them personally. Yeah. But Angelina Jolie, after her and Brad Pitt divorced, she maintained um, those kids as a single parent. In fact, one of her daughters just went to settlement. Yeah. Uh, Madonna raised some kids independently on her own. And then there's the great Josephine Baker, who adopted a whole host of children of different races and ethnicity. And the thing is, is that I know you said you would prefer to have grown up in abject poverty, but I've seen single parents. I had a couple of female students who fathers raised them, and people, so they're, one of the parents may have died. It's not always that they're not getting along. Yeah. My goddaughter, her and her Parents, they co-parent excellently. They, you know, they. She was conceived while they were both students at Howard, and they don't live together. The daughter has uh, two homes. She's back and forth between her mom and dad. Now she's in college, and I think, you know, reside this traditional stuff. I mean, that's not always going to fit, you know. And the thing is, it's better for a child to grow up in a home that's healthy, and they're being loved, than to grow up in a dysfunctional, abusive. Situation. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, listen, there's there's pros and cons on, on both sides. I appreciate that. All right, Stephen. I think you turned out. I think you turned out okay, Don. I mean, listen, I had to do a lot of work for myself, man. I had to do a lot of work for, for myself. Except for the mess and, and bothering Krista, but other than that, you're good. Okay, Aww, <laughs> thank you, Fahima. All right, more of this conversation when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. Contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. We're not ratings driven. We're engagement driven. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Check it out. Uh, Real quick, the daylight savings time coming up here on November 6th, 2022. Um, Do you know, does everybody know where daylight savings time came from? 
Tell us, Don. Yeah, All right. Why don't you no. tell us? Yeah. Oh, well, Daylight Savings Time was first implemented in the U.S. with the Standard Time Act of 1918, a wartime measure for seven months during World War One, in the interest of adding more daylight hours to conserve energy resources. Year-round Daylight Savings Time, or wartime as they call it, was implemented again during World War II. After the war, local jurisdictions were free to choose if and when to observe DST. Um, until the Uniform Time Act was standardized in uh, DST in 1966. Uh, permanent Daylight Savings Time was uh, enacted in the winter of 1974. But there were complaints of children going to school in the dark and working people commuting and starting their workday in the pitch darkness during the winter months. And it was repealed a year later. There, There is a... Um, let me see here. Where, where did that story go? There is a piece of legislation that I think is going to be headed to Biden's desk soon. Um, let me see if I can find where that's at. And they're, they're, they're supposed to want to get rid of it. Yeah, I think, I, from what I understand, at least out here in California, we go through this one and then one more and then we're done. We're not changing the clock back. That's what I understood. I yeah, think we voted on that. I mean, do you yeah, like think, it, though? Yeah. Or? I like it. I, you, I'm you, sad. I don't mind it. it. Yeah. You don't mind daylight savings time? Me neither. No, I mean, you know, um, let's see here. Um, it's, they say this possible list of one of the last times the clock falls back. On March 15th, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act, a bill to make daylight savings time a year round thing. To become law, the bill would have to be passed the U.S. Senate and on to the President Biden's desk for approval. Um, they say. They say, you see, Representative Frank Pallone says, I can't say it's a priority. And that's the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce uh, Committee reportedly said to the Hill recently. We have so many other priorities, but it doesn't mean uh, because it's not a priority that we're not trying to work on it. Uh, he said, adding later, if we can accomplish anything, it wouldn't be until the fall. If passed, the bill would not take effect until November 2023. So that doesn't change anything this fall or even next spring. So, um I don't. I don't mean. So we fall. We fall back. We spring forward, mm-hmm. and then we fall back. So we're gonna fall. So eight o'clock is gonna turn into seven. Is that right? Wait. I think that's right. Right. We fall back. Fall so back. We, yeah. yeah. It'll be yeah. an hour behind. Uh, yeah. It'll be an hour behind. Yeah, so hour so we so, so we get more daylight during mm-hmm. during the day because it, it it is weird leaving here and it's like dark sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So listen, we'll, we'll we'll find out. But uh, November sixth, get ready for that. All right. Uh, more of this conversation when we come forward. Uh, it's KBLA Talk fifteen ninety. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica. Is back and everybody is talking about what to expect this year. Here's the logo Laker legend Jerry West on KBLA Talk 1580 talking about LA Clippers superstar Kawhi Leonard. Oh my gosh, he's just stud man, he really is. And watching him work out is pretty interesting because he is so dedicated. He'll go out there for an hour and 45 minutes, uh, two hours, and he does the same thing almost every day. He does not play in the offseason, he just works on his game. He's a powerful kid who happens to be one of the league's best defensive players offensively, he can really shoot the ball. And when he first came into the league, that's something he couldn't do, but he might be the best two-way player in basketball. Don't miss the KBLA Sports Minute weekdays and Out of Bounds weekends only on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. We fly, no lie, you know this. Look, my this is dedication. This is 
is anti-hesitation It's a real celebration It's a dime block declaration 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers It's the remedy to separation Tupac of my generation Sad that this voice is gone from Los Angeles Dipsy Hustle Young yeah. black trapped and he can't change it all right, hour two of this three-hour throw ride. Down to meet you first, everybody. Krista and Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva. Diva stands for Don is victorious again. This week I went to the urologist, and um, Krista got a big smile out of that. I wasn't I expecting the finger in the you-know-what, but my urologist said, listen, African-American men are susceptible to prostate cancer, and you got to get checked. It's a, it's a, it's a disease that uh, you can, you know, if you catch it before it spreads... You know, you have a good chance of survival. So I was like, you know what? What else uh, do black men have to go through or black people have to go through? Mm-hmm. On the phone, Richard Horton and May Knorr, uh, MD, PhD. Is it, is it May? Is it Dr. Knorr? Is that, what, is that it? It is. Thank you. Dr. Knorr, thank you for joining us. Um, Dr. Knorr is a volunteer expert for the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and interventional neurologist with UCLA Health. Thank you for joining us. Richard Horton is a stroke survivor, and uh, um, I'm I'm assuming that um, black people, African Americans, are at a higher risk of stroke. Uh, uh, Dr. Knorr, is is that correct? That is absolutely correct. First of all, thank you so much for having me with you today. This is especially important because World Stroke Day is tomorrow, October 29th, and we celebrate by um, giving awareness to stroke and stroke symptoms and surviving stroke, and so happy to have one of our stroke survivors and stroke victors with us on the call. African Americans are, in fact, uh, at higher risk of stroke, and not only just higher risk of stroke, but higher risk of stroke at younger age. So well, I'm happy to be with you today and tell you more about it. Dr. Noor, why do we get the short end of the stick here? I've got to get the <laughs> prostate cancer check. Now i got to get the stroke check. Like, what's going on here? Why am I getting is it? Is it my diet? Is it, the, is it the smog in the air? What's causing this? Well, actually, uh, everything that we go through is both our genes and how we modify our genes by our environment. So different ethnic uh, backgrounds have different risk of different stroke subtypes. And specifically in African-Americans, the stroke is um, related to uh, high blood pressure and other uncontrolled risk factors. So knowing that, if we control these risk factors, we can uh, really mitigate the risk. And 80% of stroke is preventable. And so that's why we're here to spread awareness. Yeah, can I ask you a question, Dr. Noor? If I were in Africa and eating an African diet, um, you know, because Americans, we just we overindulge on everything here. And I, I don't know what the African diet is, but let's say I was in Africa in that type of climate. Would Do you know if Africans are more susceptible to stroke or is this kind of an African-American thing? So I think it is uh, very much to do with our uh Uh, genes and environment, as we talked about, right? So um, myself, I'm Egyptian, so I'm from North Africa and um, coming from the Middle East and looking at how the Mediterranean diet affects stroke and heart health. If we modify our our genes and risk factors by eating a healthy diet made up of um, unprocessed foods, uh, complex carbohydrates and grains, um, you know, less red meat, more fish and, and chicken and, and more vegetables, and adding healthy fats like olive oil and healthy nuts, 
I think that goes a long way and and just preventing our risk. Dr. No, you just you just took all the fun out of eating. I mean, processed <laughs> foods and fried foods and red meat. I mean, these are things I love. Uh, who, do you do? It, 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 I'm pretty sure you've done the studies and done the research. Is there a specific group around the world that has the lowest rate of uh, uh, stroke um, that that we can point to and look at their diet? I mean, is the Mediterranean it or? I think so. The Mediterranean uh, type of diet of, uh, has the the lowest risk of heart disease and stroke. So, you know, I think life, you, you're right, you can't take all the fun out of everything. So uh, things are not so black and white. We have to look at uh, kind of doing the best we can and um, and having an occasional splurge is okay. But it's really about creating habits. And if you create habits that most of your days are a healthy lifestyle and a few of the days are splurged, that's okay, too. All right. Uh, I want to get back to you in, in a second because I want to talk about those habits that we can create that are healthy. Richard Horton is a stroke survivor. Hi, Mr. Horton. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. What about yourself, Don? Man, I, I'm, I'm good, and I'm happy to hear that you are doing wonderful. Um, you know, so I'm looking at this, and it says you woke up with a strange feeling. And, and and you're in, you're in health you're in health insurance which is you know interesting uh, and you never thought you would be having a stroke uh, if you could walk us through and, and uh, give us some maybe some warning signs from a person who actually survived a stroke um, what do what what what's what did you notice when you were having a stroke and what should we should we do if we are having a stroke let, let me just say this at the onset Don uh, I'm so pleased to uh, be on this interview. Uh, I had no intention on being on, on the call, but that's the way God works to, to turn things open for us when we're doing things that are positive. Yeah. I also want to thank. I also wanted to say thank you for. Oh wait, we put him on hold. We for having me on this call. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But with, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No worries. With that being said. Um, Stroke is, is something that can that will creep up on you beyond your knowledge. Uh, one of the things that's been said is stroke is the uh, uh, the the it's the what is what is it called? It's in the black communities identified as the stroke as a death. It, anyway, stroke will cause death and it will creep on you without any warning signs. For me, I had no warning signs. The day before the stroke, uh, I felt a little weird, a little out of the norm. But I woke up in the morning, got up to use the bathroom, and I walk, got up and walked into the wall in my bedroom. And that was weird for me because I never had felt that way before. So once I came back, I told my wife at the time that I think I had a stroke. And so that was, that was bizarre to me because I am a life and health insurance broker. Yeah. And so... I didn't have any information on what the conditions were. I didn't have any knowledge that what I was dealing with was a stroke. So I, I eventually went to the ER and went to the ER because my wife had went to a funeral earlier that morning and came back rushing me, rushing uh, because she had found out that I should go to the hospital, which is a great idea yeah. if you think you're having a stroke. So I went to the hospital and the, and the uh, hospital uh, everyone was running around, and they were treating me like I'm a, a, a VIP or something like that. But the reality is it's important that we 
all realize, and certainly African Americans realize, that stroke is nothing to play with. Stroke is, is a, a thin line between life and death once you have a stroke. I had two strokes in 2011, and as a result of those two strokes, I've been able to recover and be able to get somewhat back to 100%. I'm probably around 80% in recovery. But the bottom line is it was so preventable. But because of the signs, we don't know the signs. And typically what people need to realize is if they have any any loss of memory, it's something to cause an alarm. It's, It's important to realize if a person can't lift their right arm or left arm or something like that, and it's out of the norm, uh, people around them should be be be, be concerned. Yeah. If a person if a person is in a situation where they can't seem to remember the simplest of things, it's important that that's an emergency and it's imperative that they get taken to the ER right away. One of the other things, uh, Don, I want to share is that I didn't realize until after my stroke that stroke is one of the major illnesses that when you go into the ER, you're going to get taken to the head of the line because it's a thin line between life and death oh, once wow. you have a stroke. That is, that is, ooh, that is, that is devastating to hear that. Dr. Noor, um, what exactly is stroke? So that's a great question, and thank you for sharing your story and for, for being brave to come on this call and teach others. So the um, stroke it, uh, can be uh, classified in two different types. One, where the lack of blood flow in the tissue uh, of the brain, where there's a blockage of a blood vessel. As a result, that tissue doesn't get blood flow, doesn't get oxygen oh, in the tissue. Is that dies. hence the memory loss or not being able to remember things because the brain's not getting the, the, the fluids that it needs? Well, let me tell you this about the brain. It's really just like real estate. It's all about location, location, yeah. location. So different <laughs> different parts of the brain have different functions. Yeah. And so some parts of the brain are responsible for language and others for um, sensation and others for strength. So it all depends on where the stroke happens as to what the symptoms that um, somebody has. Gotcha. So again, either you have a lack of blood flow or that tissue is stunted and dies or you have bleeding into the tissue of the brain. So those are the two types of stroke. And I'll echo the sentiment that with stroke, the most important thing is it is sudden and onset, and time is of the essence. So for every minute where there's a lack of blood flow to the tissue of the brain, two million of the brain cells die. So that's why it's really important to immediately call 911 and get to the hospital. And how do we uh, let our audience know what are the signs there's a very easy acronym, easy to remember. It's called BFAST. The B stands for loss, sudden loss of balance. The E stands for changes to vision that come on suddenly. Somebody loses their vision suddenly in one eye or has double vision that comes on suddenly. The F stands for face, if somebody has a facial droop. The A stands for arm or leg weakness. And, um, uh, and, and then from there... Um, the S stands for disturbance in speech, so somebody can have slurred speech because yeah. their face is weak, or they can't frankly think of their word or understand what you're saying to them or say gibberish words. And the most important also, T, is time to call 911. Oh, wow. Um, wow, wow. Okay, so this is very, very interesting to know. It's a, it's sort of kind of like a silent killer. Um so the best thing for us to avoid stroke or to minimize the effects of having a stroke uh, is definitely diet. Um, stay away from processed foods. Limit the amount of red meats that we're eating. Um, you would say kind of follow a Mediterranean diet? 
um, because they, yeah. they, they seem to have the lowest uh, type of stroke o- over there. It is genetics, and it is um, uh, the it, 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 genetics and where you live, I guess you could say, is also another uh, thing off, off of it. Um, is there any place where people can go get more information uh, about this, um, or should they follow up with their doctor? Like, is there tests they can do when they when they go see their primary care physician to check out see if they're at risk of a stroke? Absolutely. So, of course, the American Heart American Stroke Association offers online resources, but um, it, with regards to diet, just remember everything in moderation. Natural foods are better than processed foods, and there are some risk factors that predispose us to stroke. One of that is uncontrolled blood pressure. One is high cholesterol. One is irregular heart rhythm. So it's really important to check with our doctor about what specific risk factors apply to us, but there certainly is plenty of educational material out there as to how to reduce our risk. Well, Dr. Noor, I thank you so much for joining us uh, with all this great information. Um, and listen, uh, American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, has a lot of the information on their website. You can definitely go check that out. Uh, make sure you – we've been hearing this for years. Yeah. Change your diet. Mm, right. You know, this American diet is not a healthy one. It's it's a lot of glutton and a lot of, oh, I love a steak with butter. Doctor, I just want, to, I want a steak <laughs> with butter and – and garlic and all the good stuff, but in moderation. I, I think that's the, 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 the biggest key I think we could take away from this phone call. Uh, moderation with everything. And then follow maybe a Mediterranean diet um, and a lot of healthy fats. Can, can I ask a quick yeah. question? What about fasting? Does that help? Yeah, so many have looked into intermittent fasting, and certainly there have been uh, many studies that look at how our blood uh, sugar control is with intermittent fasting. And so for those who can afford to, to do that from a health standpoint, um, it's not unreasonable to do, you know, 16 hours of fasting during the day and uh, try to get in the most healthy meals during the rest of the hours. Is there a certain type of beer I can drink that would, <laughs> that would stop a stroke from happening? Is, is, right. that, is, is, that, is that, or is that not a thing? It remains to be seen. <laughs> All right. Dr. Neor, uh, thank you so much. Dr. Neor, uh, a volunteer expert for the American Heart and American uh, Association, American Stroke Association, interventional, uh, interventional neurologist with UCLA Health. Thank you so much for joining us and spreading the awareness about this. We appreciate it. Hopefully our audience appreciates it also, and they'll take all of your information, and you can get all more information from the American Heart Association website or American Associ- uh, Stroke Association website. Thank you so much, Dr. Neor, for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to check in with TK from the Jasmine brand, another star who I've made on this show when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where truth prevails. The tricky station is down the dial. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Welcome back to Autonomy uh, vs. Everybody with uh, Krista and Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva. <laughs> there you go. The chocolate diva. <laughs> diva standing for? Diva standing for Dedication, Inventions, <laughs> Victorious Applications. Is that, is that right? Not quite, but it stands for Dedication, Innovation, and Envision will always lead to the road of achievement. Oh, look at you. Listen, I make stars on this show. Okay. I made a you star. You're going to make me a star, dog? I will make you a star. <laughs> now, this next person, she works for the Jasmine brand. Are you familiar with the Jasmine Very brand? Very much familiar. Yes, TK. I have known TK for a number of years. She is a 
I, I just want to say I just I remember when she was just a little girl and I she she looked me <laughs> she looked up to me and she was like I want to be a star and I turned her into a star. Oh. All right, I'm sorry to have my, my thing plugged in, but that's what you get on the intro there. All right, uh, TK, what's going on in the world of uh, Hollywood hip-hop news and all that good stuff? Well, happy Friday. Um, I'm sure we all saw the timeline in the pictures. Um, Wakanda Forever came out on Wednesday. Oh, it's out already? Out- oh, I didn't know it was out already. No, no, I, no, I, the, the premiere oh, comes out in November. Oh, okay, okay, okay. comes out for yeah. regular folks at November, November 11th. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I heard, uh, I've seen people, I've seen a lot of black people saying that that uh, white people should not go see the movie the first weekend. That, that that white people should buy a ticket for a black family and, and give it to them. Um, I mean, I guess. Money is great. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, they should go, and they can also buy tickets for everybody. Um, apparently, renting out theaters. Two is not that expensive. It's anywhere from um, two fifty to, I guess, depending if it's like a, a certain area, oh. between two fifty and three fifty to rent out a theater. So if somebody is an ally and they want to do that for some, you know, kids yeah. or something, yeah, that would be a great idea. But I think everybody should go and spend their money because the more money you spend, the more it shows that black movies do make money well this is my whole this is my whole thesis on on this young lady who basically said that white people shouldn't go that she said white people if they are an ally if they have blm in their bio and they're an ally that they should stand at the door and block those who would want to interrupt the movie for black people and protect black people put a be a buffer and I said, well, why? I think everybody should go see the movie opening weekend because the more people see it the opening weekend, the more it sends a message to the movie studios that we like to see these type of movies and the more, and the more movies I make. But, you know, who am I? I'm not woke. Yeah. No, we only represent about, what, 13, maybe 13, 14% of the population. Yes. Um, then you take out the people who really don't care. They're yeah. like, you know, people of color that they don't really care. And yeah. then you have people who are a fan of the comic book. Yeah. In comic books in general, who aren't black. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, money is important in order for these people to keep their jobs. Yeah. If it doesn't do well in the theater, then they're not going to want to make another movie, and then therefore we don't get another movie, and then we go back to square one as far as talking about how there's no movies for black. Yeah, we don't want to so, turn this into bros. Bros, nobody went and saw. Mm-hmm. That was the gay romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Which I thought people should have should have seen, but they didn't go see it because I guess people just don't want to see a gay movie, which is sad. But you know, it is what it is. What else is going on, TK? Well, before we went off to that, Rihanna, which we haven't you know seen too much as far as music wise, she actually has a soundtrack on the movie, and um, it's actually I don't know if you got to listen to it. It dropped today, um, so you can like just Google it and and uh, pick it up. What, what you, actually, like, you know the name of it? Is it lift me up. I- um, oh, lift me up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, let's 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 hear a piece of this. Is it is it good? It I, you have to be in the mood for it. It's good, but you have to be in the mood for it. Mm, Got to be in the mood for it. Let's see here. I want to hear this. Finally, some new Yami. Keep me close. Coming in November, a movie. For all of us, with a soundtrack from Rihanna, Wakanda Forever. 
as we send Tachilla off and turn the page on a new chapter in Wakanda. All right, okay, it's, it's all right. You know what it reminds me of? What? It sounds like Spirit by Beyonce. It, it gives me Spirit vibes from, you know, when she did the Lion King soundtrack? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's artistic. It's good. It's very mellow, very, you know, cultural. You know, I like it. I don't know how much mellow Don really likes. Oh, you don't like mellow? I don't think he really likes. <laughs> you seem so uninterested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. What else is going on, TK? I mean, it's, it's cute. It's cute. So, Will Smith, we talked about it extensively. Um, so, he actually had a movie drop. But what was interesting in um, the movie Emancipa- Emancipation, in the um, when he was debuting the movie, Floyd Mayweather was actually in the audience. And he actually referenced Floyd and he wanted to thank him because during, after the slap for about 10 days, Mayweather called Will every day to just make sure that he's okay because he was in such a dark place. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was very nice of Floyd Mayweather to, to do that. You know, I mean, I could only imagine what Will Smith must have been thinking in the aftermath of that moment. Um, and to see that he still had people who weren't giving up on him when, when a lot of the world was like, throw him away. Well, right after he did it, he got up there and accepted his award at the Oscars and was crying. Yeah. So I believe he really felt bad in the moment. TK, do you, do you think he was on drugs? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, no, I'm just saying. It's, That's it's, funny, it's, TK. No, it's, it's just out of, it's out of Will Smith's character. I mean, I don't know Will I just personally. think he had enough. I think between the August Alcina thing, he was already probably dealing with that. And he became a meme, and people were really like, you're acting simpish over that. So I hmm. think people have been kind of joking with him and making jokes uh, about him. He was just tired. And I think that was just like what really set him off. It's like, like enough are, is enough. Why are, you, why are you bringing my wife? Yeah. And, and they're friends. Thing. And he probably felt like, you know, if your friend says something, it's like, you're supposed to be my friend. Like, why would you co-sign and make a joke? Even though it was, I know Chris Rock probably didn't mean that. Yeah. You know. Everybody has wasn't a, in the mood. I don't and, think Will Smith was in the mood. And I think, yeah, everybody has a threshold. Yeah. You know, so he probably, yeah. and then he looked at his wife and she looked unhappy. And so, you know, he just, he didn't think before he did what he did. You sure he went on a booger sugar? No. I honestly think if he didn't slap him, we wouldn't even be talking about this because um, we thought, a lot of us thought he was joking. I know I did when I saw him go up I there. I thought it was a bit. Everybody yeah, thought it was a bit. And cuss at him. I didn't know until after when he cussed at Chris Rock. Well, I was like, oh my gosh, Will Smith is serious. I, it looked like a fake slap at first. Yeah, I didn't think it was yeah. for real. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. All right, All right. Uh, TK, stand by. Um, we're going to get more from TK from the Jasmine brand when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to gear with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. TK's bringing you that heat. The latest news gossip and all that. All right, let's get back with TK from the Jazz Brand, who has all the hot gossip out there in the streets. What's going on, TK? Uh, I really don't want to talk about him, but just for an update for everybody who is uh, keeping track of Donald all Trump. The and no, Kanye. Oh, Kanye West. Kanye's oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Trump. Yeah. So pretty much everybody is uh, canceling him, except for kind of the reseller market, those resale websites. So you know they're kind of waiting 
for the right time to start um, reselling the Yeezys because apparently they, they're predicting that they're going to go for a lot of money. So, um, you know, Kanye might not get that money, but the people who invested and had, you know, a couple of Yeezys waiting in stock for this particular yeah. moment might be cashing out and getting some, uh, you know, some good change off of his, uh, you know, Kanye-ness. Do you think, now, 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 now dream with me for a second. Do you think that Kanye West did all of this because in a warehouse somewhere hidden deep in the hills, there is an, <laughs> there is like a million Yeezy shoes that he's going to put on the resale market to make a lot of money off of? Is, is, do you think that's going to happen? Um, I mean, any, at this point, anything is possible with Ye. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure. All right. Yeah, I, uh, uh, there's only one person who has been coming out to support him, and that's Consequence from Good Music. I saw he was saying, "Where? That's my man. I, where are all the people that got to check with Ye? Where y'all at?" And I think people just don't want to be associated with with Kanye right now because he's radioactive. Even Fifty Cent, who 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 Kanye came out and said, "Hey, let's open a school in Houston," was like, "Yeah, but you you, you know you gotta you gotta calm down. You the feds right now." But someone needs to reach out and possibly pull him back to you know the center because I don't he's think he cares. On one. I don't, well, I think he apologized on the Lex Friedman podcast for the Jewish people mm. that he did hurt. Um, yeah. And I think he understands that now. I think that he was understand he was mad at some people who were uh, uh, who were Jewish, but you know that's a that's a trope that you know it's just like getting mad at black people for the crimes, all black people for the crimes that some black people do. You can't get mad at all the Jewish people for the idiot things that some Jewish people have done. And, and you know, it's easy to to, to blame them like that, but you, you can't do that. You need to call out the names. And I think that's what a lot of people say. Call out who, you, who you're mad at. Call them out. You know? Yeah. You know yeah, what? The- I just want to say something. Right now, I'm about to order a pair of his shoes for an wow. investment. Is that what we're doing? And I really? see some shoes are $228. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, the, this Adidas Yeezy Foam Runner is $228 good. Is that that's or was he charging? Is that a shoe? Yeah. That's well, the phone. Let me see. Let yeah. me see which one is. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna buy those yeah. and then I'm going to oh, hold on are, to them. Those are horrible. I, I saw some idiot walking around with those the other day. I was like, who would buy that? But but $228. There's a lot of people buying those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And. And let's yeah. say something so happens. They're going to be vintage pretty soon. They're going to, right. So I would say invest. I'm going to yeah. invest because I could triple my money. You could. I'm glad that you guys are talking about him. Yay. <laughs> money on him. Good deal. I've got the Brooklyn Bridge I want to sell you next. <laughs> you, want, you want that? <laughs> Goodness, Steve Easy. I mean, you know, good boy. What do we want? Some Game Stock, uh, uh, GameStop, uh, stock next? You know, AMC stock? My Why kid. is their stock going down? <laughs> no, it was a meme thing over there. Oh, okay. All right, what else is going on, TK? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, so there's some music dropped. Obviously, we have the Rihanna song that came out today, but also Chloe Bailey dropped the song. And if you remember, she had a short-lived romance with Jenna, and the song is about the relationship with him, pretty much just saying, you know, he wasn't really ready to settle, settle down, which he said in his Breakfast Club interview. Yeah. But, you know, we always like a good song that has some reality to it. So if you're wondering if that song is about him, it's called For the Night. Uh, it is, and and there is a video that goes along with it as well. I thought they were still together. I didn't know they broke up. I thought they. I thought she was. You know, I was wondering why she wasn't visiting him in the jail. I, she, yeah, I guess she. They, I, I guess she got that. the last laugh now. He's locked. Well, what? 
I'm, look, yes, they were very different to begin with. Just because, yes, yes, you know, but Col- you good girls love the bad boys. Not all the time. I mean, they're fun for a little <laughs> bit, but not when they're going on their way to certain places. Well, go, but, well, hold on now. We don't know if Gunna did anything. No, absolutely not. Right. Not saying that he did, but just let's be frank here. Chloe yes. Bailey is a child star. She is. I know she's trying to break out and be kind of the bad girl, the good girl gone bad. Mm-hmm. But I think she's still a good girl at heart. And Gunna is a. He's a G. He's pushing P. I mean, that's just what it is. He's so. pushing peace. I do want to say that. <laughs> right? Peace stands for peace. Yes. But I do think that they were cute together, and I like the way they looked aesthetically together. Yeah. But I think they're just two different people. And it didn't work out. I think that happens. Can't even stand by your man when he ain't there. That's cold. <laughs> Would you stand by your lady if she went to jail? We have a correct call from Gunner. <laughs> do you want to accept? Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Would you stand by your lady like Papoose did? Remy? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely yeah. I would stand by her. <laughs> Cheat on her while she's locked up. But I'd stand uh, right by her. You know what? Wow. Man has needs. No, oh. I wouldn't cheat on uh, Remy, Remy Mom. You know, Papoose, I, I give Papoose a lot of, he yeah. held her down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. strong black love yeah. right there. All right, what else is going on, TK? Well, Diddy, I mean, given the fact that Kanye, just, uh, like I said, he had a really tumultuous week. Yeah. He is no longer a billionaire. However, Diddy can celebrate because, according to Forbes, he is now a billionaire, surpassed Kanye um, on Tuesday. So, you know, congratulations. Like, he needed more money. But yeah, right. uh, congratulations to uh, Diddy for that accomplishment. Yeah, I heard he got uh, Kanye West's Adidas thing, and he's going to be uh, dropping Deezy shoes instead of Yeezy. Do you think, he be, <laughs> you think he's doing that because of the riff they had? No, he's Trying not, to get back at No, he's not doing it. He, he, I think he's actually focusing on his Sean John, oh, okay. bringing Sean John back, which I, which I, pre- yeah. I appreciated Sean John's clothing because whoever, does, whoever cut the clothing for Sean John for, for the male part, um, did a good job of, of of making it match the black man's body. I do want to mm-hmm. say that. Um, yeah. You know, it was nice in design. So, do, do, do we know where his billion is coming from? Is it revolt? Where he's getting his money from? Yeah, guys? yeah. I mean, like you know, he got billionaire status. Is it like, is it from a revolt or is it probably his alcohol line? Uh, Ciroc. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's that. I mean, he has multiple streams of income, so uh, it didn't say where yeah. all the money is coming from. But I think, and I don't know if revolt is actually. Um, you know, making as much money. I think the other business centers are. And then don't forget that he has a lot of ownership for a lot of the music that he did back in the day. Um, So I I think he has probably a lot of ventures that we don't even know about. Mm -hmm. So say exactly where the money is coming from, but, you know, he is. And then also he has new music out too. You know, I I was thinking about Diddy didn't, I was thinking Diddy didn't have as much money as he purported to have or people thought he had and the reason i say this is because why is this kids on stage performing you're talking about his kid huh are you talking about his actual son yeah because what his son wants to perform though he said that he said that he said that before he even came out with an album and then the interviews that he has done he's talked about that he wants to essentially be the new version, do the new version of Bad Boy for mm-hmm. his generation. Yeah, but I mean, like, Diddy had to do what he had to do to create the Bad Boy empire. Justin Combs doesn't have to do that. He could be running the company. You know what I'm saying? Rich people, like, you don't see Warren Buffett, <laughs> you know, shucking and jiving at the BET Awards. He's in the office running the company. Well, Justin is young. I think he is having fun with music. I do believe that he 
takes pride in having Diddy as his dad, and I do think he wants to emulate him, and I think this is his way of doing it. And it's working. A lot of people like him. They feel like he's Diddy 2.0. He's fun. He looks like Diddy. He could. He almost dances as good as Diddy. He's got the Harlem shake going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he dresses fly like Diddy. So I think a lot of people enjoy that because it's nostalgic. It's like, you know, Diddy for, like, our generation. Yeah, he's got a girlfriend the same yes. age as Diddy's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, all that good no. <laughs> I know you like social media, but his Instagram is lit. Like, he's just a really fun person. I think that's part of his image. I think he's having fun. I'm sure he'll grow into the mature businessman like his father one day. Mm. But he's young. He's, like, in his early 20s. Mm. Give him a break. No, I'm just saying. I'm just what saying. What were like, you doing in your early 20s? Probably turning no, up and living. No, I'm just saying. But I would be in the boardroom. I would be making corporate yes. money. I wouldn't be in yeah. I, I Like, to, that's ego is what no. I'm saying. But who's to say he's not? I mean, I'm. I don't know. Maybe his dad does consult him when he's making decisions. You know, trying to yeah. engage younger audiences. Who's to say? All right. Well, listen. Well, he, if, uh, did he did say in an interview that he's letting um, him do all his deals because he wants them to learn. And then also, let's mm-hmm. not forget that he has three, five other kids. So we really don't know which is the. There might be. You know, we don't know if he's grooming his daughters to take over. We don't know what he's teaching them. So, you know, you can have with, with so many kids, you can have one kid who does one thing, another kid who's doing the business and stuff like that. So that's, that's also a possibility as well. Let him like live. Yeah. Just don't be like a, you know, grumpy old man. (laughs) Well, that's what I do best. Okay. I'm a grumpy old man. Excuse me. Excuse me for being me. What else is going on to (laughs) you? Oh my gosh. So, uh, I actually, didn't want to end on this story yeah. however yeah. uh the divorce is over so i'm sure we heard about tom brady and Giselle buchan yeah. um Aww. yeah so it's it's a wrap for them um they were together for 10 plus years and um apparently brady put out a post on his social media saying that everything is like over as of today you know everything is separate separated everything is filed they're officially single um they're going to co-parent together and, you know, they're going to just move on with their lives. So, yeah, you, you, um, there are. Yeah. What are you going to say? No, no. Well, he went on Howard Stern about two years ago and talked about how his wife had to send him down. She wrote him a letter and basically said that she felt that she was raising the kids without him because he was so focused on football and that he really, she really wanted him to retire. And there's also reports that even when he, when he was with the Bucks and won the Super Bowl, she said to him on the field, all right, you're done. Like, what else do you have to prove? And he doesn't have anything else to prove, but it's, right. he's addicted to football. Right. I have no, I like, I'm just like, yo, you got to let the game go. It's, I mean, if it's your life and your career, I get it. I understand it. But at some point, you got to like, you got to walk away. Go out on I'm top. I'm sure it's hard for him to walk away. But yeah. he probably made, I bet you he made some type of promise to her and he. Yeah, he broke he it. He broke the promise and she's like, I'm just done. I bet you he's been promising her for years. Yeah, and she's I, just said, I'm, I just can't do, deal well, with he, this anymore. I, I, here's what happened. I guarantee you what happened. If Antonio Brown didn't get kicked out of that game by Bruce Aarons, all right, and they would have won the Super Bowl that year and, oh, hold on, and. That he would have retired. I guarantee you he would have retired. But the fact that he doesn't want to go out with an L, with a loss, he wants to go out on top, that's what brought him back. Mm. And she was like, bro, what, what is, what's going on? How old is he, like 40-something? Yeah, he's the oldest quarterback 45. in the league. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? 45? Yeah, he's old. He's, he, I mean, he's old oh, in football terms. Wow. He, he, let me tell you something. The amazing body, the guy's fit beyond belief. 
He's, he, I mean, like, you look at him, you're like, he doesn't look like he's 40. I mean, he's, y- y- yes, Andy. He's a grand, a great grandpa. Is he? In athletic. Oh, in athletic. Oh, in athletic okay. terms. Oh, okay, yeah. 45? Yeah. He's already pushing the boundaries, which is a good thing, though. It is, because it shows how how, yeah. how 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 hard he trains to stay in the game. Absolutely. But he made a choice, and uh, <laughs> she was like, listen, bro, I'm not dealing with this no more. You can't, you can't even be consistent with me, because that was the thing. She was like, I can't be with somebody who's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And you cannot, if you tell me you're going to quit, and I guarantee it, we don't know this is, but this is, all behind the scenes speculation. If you say you're going to quit and then you go back to football, you know what I'm saying? Because you just can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Then I, I understand her. Get, I understand the divorce. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. But you have to remember too, that he's been playing the game for 20 plus years. And um, somebody who's been playing a game for pretty much their whole entire life. Now, essentially you're, I mean, Yes, his square one is going to be different from somebody else. But now you're thinking about a whole new career when if you are in shape and like the fact that he's in shape and he's starting, it's different if he was, you know, okay and they just kind of kept him on the bench. The fact that he's still going and he's doing something that he's like he's trained for is very hard to give up. And the thing, too, is maybe Giselle said, oh, well, you have to do this. And she gave him more of an ultimatum opposed to this is what this is him and accepting it and then, you know, moving on. I think there would have been more of an understanding, but he also might have just said yes because he just didn't want to hear the, you know, nagging and stop. He has has known that she has been dissatisfied with his career for, with his lack of being present. I don't want to say his career. His lack of being present in their relationship to raise their children for years, for at least three, four years. He's been present with that. All right, TK, hold on the line. we got to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll check out what's going on with you with CenterIn.co. It's KBLA Talk 1580. You have the right to remain silent, but don't. don't. Let them hear you on KBLA Talk 1580. Looking for legitimate political discourse? Without the bear spray, tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's get back to TK, who has an amazing website. It is called CenterN.co, CenterN.co, where we're having a great fall sale. Uh, are, are you selling out of everything, or do we still have stuff in stock? We got scrubs, or we got body shea butter, we got uh, the CBD candles, got, which I love. Yeah, we got everything is uh, back in. We restocked, so we're going to have a flash Halloween sale on oh. Halloween. Um, but if you're in the Los Angeles area, we're going to be at the Black Market Flea. Um, in L.A. and on Saturday, and then on Saturday we're going to be on Black on the Block. Hey, as a Canadian, do you celebrate Halloween? Um, I am not a big Halloween person. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I also don't really mess with Halloween movies, so it's not, is, you know. Nobody likes know. Halloween movies. I don't oh, my God. Oh, no. You don't like to get scared, and you know, or at least, you know. I or, mean, being black. Scary enough in But come on, TK. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, like the old, even the old 80s movies, how horrible they were, you know? House, Nothing. House 2 and House 3, The Leprechaun. Nothing. Remember The Leprechaun? Nope. Never seen it. Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger. Oh, yes. Never. Hellraiser, Phantasm, Phantasm 2, Phantasm 3. Never seen it. The only thing I'll dress up as for Halloween is just a blacker version of me. <laughs> 
All right, centern.co, where you can get all that great stuff. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, TK. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy your uh, holiday, or non-holiday, I should say. <laughs> Thank you. Have all a right. good one. Bye-bye. All right, TK from centern.co and the Jasmine brand. Yeah, I make stars here. <laughs> you know, she got a website. She's going to be on this major production on a network I cannot announce. Um, she's with the Jasmine brand. Oh, I, listen, when she looked at me as a little kid, um... She's like, Don, make me a star. And I was like, you know what? I see something in you, kid. You're going to go a long <laughs> way. And so I just molded that career over time, you know. And so, Angelica Cheyenne, if you stick with me. Okay. I might mold you into the star that you want to become. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of hard work. I'm just letting you know. All right. I'll hold you to that. Well, listen, I molded Krista into a star. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, he did. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I met Krista, she didn't want to be a mother. And I was like, no, you're going to be a mother <laughs> to this beautiful daughter here. Yeah. And look at her now. Yeah. So look. you're the reason for their success. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm the reason. <laughs> listen, it, when I was, when Tavis Smiley was sung, young, he looked at me oh. and said, listen, <laughs> I want to be a scholar. And I said, you know what? You're going places, Tavis. Yes, Andy? You know what? Yes. You better listen to Don Amici. <laughs> He's making me a star, too. Ah, Andy is oh, a star, too. Where would we all be without Thank three you. Don Amici? All right. More of this conversation <laughs> where we come for. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Park USA. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Right. Camera. Rolling. Action. We're going live stream starting Monday, October 31st. You can listen and watch some of your favorite KBLA Talk 1580 hosts live, live, live. Get out of here. All you have to do is go to our website at KBLA1580.com. Download our app and you'll be ready to watch us live come Monday, October 31st. Come on. The only thing better than being able to hear us is being able to hear us and see us live. Lights, camera, camera, action. action. KBLA Talk 1580 starts live streaming daily, Monday, October 31st. See you soon. Okay, that's a wrap. Is this uh, you spinning me right round? Oh, this is the right round? This is this is the pesh mode. Oh. It sounds like that right round. You spin me right, right round, right round. Dead or alive, Pete Burns, that's what you're talking about. It's, yeah. It doesn't sound like it? No. You don't know this song? Enjoy the silence? I, you know, I didn't really listen to a lot of Depeche Mode when I was coming up. Can I tell you, you know Depeche Mode. Can I tell you my Martin Gore story? I love telling my Martin Gore story. Um, I met this guy who was in a band, and he said, I'm really good friends with Martin Gore. And I was, I had just said to him, mentioned in passing, oh, I, I love Martin Gore. I just would love to meet him. So out of the blue, he calls me one day and he says, um, I'm going to be meeting Martin Gore at the Killers concert. Would you like to meet us there so that you can meet him? Mm-hmm. I said, are you serious? I was really, really excited. And I meet Martin Gore and I put my hand out and I said, hi, um, my name is Krista. I'm, I'm so happy to meet you, Martin. I'm such a big fan. And he put his hand out and he goes, hi, I'm Martin Gore. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> After that, it's been a bit of a struggle, like <laughs> being able to listen to the music because it's like, didn't he hear what I just said? Right. You know what I mean? It, it was, 
interesting. But I got my picture. That's all I wanted was right, my picture. Right, that's all you wanted. Yeah, I wanted my picture yeah. and, and to shake his hand and say hello. So. Go ahead, Christy, dance. I love Cooper and he's dead, you know. So this guy's dead? Yes, I saw him in 1985 at the palace. Remember when the palace was open? I do remember the palace. Oh, I miss Pete Burns. You're going to make me cry. This brings back a lot of good memories of my friend Albert, who's dead. Oh, he has the big hair in the video, too. Oh, that's my dream man. If you want to know what my dream man looks like, look at this guy. That's my dream man. It's a, a dro- androgynous? Oh, it's a very, he has, he's given very oh. um, George Michael vibes a little bit, too. Oh, he, he was just so hot to me. Hmm. I love androgyny. It's something about androgyny. It's yeah. like the mix of like the feminine and yes. masculine. Always been a yeah. fan. Always been a huge fan. My pr- my prom date wore a full face of makeup, and I'll never forget because mm-hmm. I went to an all girls school. The nuns, um, one of the nuns in the cl- in my class, my religion class, said, "Yes, she." I don't know if she remembered it was me or or, or she just and she didn't want to call me out or if she really didn't remember. She's like, and somebody's prom date had more makeup on than they did. So he had his face beat like Boy George. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that prom date is now a woman who lives in Boston. Yeah. So that prom date, um, I guess, was well, I already knew that he didn't like women, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that he was thinking about being transgender. I just thought he was gay, but he's now a woman married to a man. This is your prom date? Yeah. Yeah. My prom date. Shout out to her for living her truth. Absolutely. She's gorgeous. You you really know this one. You would never know. Mm. Never. Yeah. Very pretty. Why can't you just go to a, a prom with a regular person? Uh, honestly, Why do they gotta be do you a know trans the or gay or lesbian? Not that I'm hating on them. I'm just why you just Kinda can't go. Sounds with a, like it just a little bit. No, I'm just saying she, you just can't go with a regular Brian. I will tell you why. I'll tell you exactly uh, why. Listening. I was terrified of going out, going with a straight guy because I was scared I was going to be pressured into doing more. Mm-hmm. I never had my first kiss. My first kiss came when I was my very first kiss came at 18 years old Mm -hmm. so I wasn't ready for any of that stuff I couldn't even look a boy in the eye it was very uncomfortable for me so I wanted to go to prom and we could not go with girlfriends Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of gay friends and I went with a gay guy Mm -hmm. yeah or a trans I guess I don't know Mm -hmm. whatever he was gay at the time Oh, look, it's Krista's making out for the first time. But do you understand? You know what I mean? It was hard for me. I wasn't ready. It is definitely hard, especially prom night is the night. And some guys do expect certain things. And it's It's just prom night. I did not want to do anything. I was not ready. I probably didn't want to offend any guy by saying no. Because that's the thing. Sometimes guys. When you say no, they get their feelings hurt or they try to convince you otherwise. And it's just sometimes just better to avoid all of that by just going on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And so I, uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad I did it the way that I did. And I wasn't the only one. My, my other two friends that went, they went with gay men too because they were not ready to go ask like the boys from the all boys schools who were straight because we were scared of being pressured. Yeah, not actually, ready for that pressure. You know what? I went to prom with my girlfriends, all my friends. We decided to go as a group. See? And that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And because, look, prom dates. What? You didn't want to get pressured for sex by no, going with a guy? No, here's the thing. But prom dates are just now, when I was in high school, it wasn't a big deal to have a prom date. If you had one, it was great. It was cute. You would acknowledge, oh, they're a cute couple. They're a prom date couple. But most of the time, people went with their friends, girls and guys. A lot of girls yes. went to my prom. They went with their went with each other as, you know, their friend group. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not such a big thing to have to have a date anymore to you don't know, you just don't know, you don't know how to say no. Not it's not about saying yeah. no. Like like it's it's about sometimes when people even you could say no, but if a person is going to keep insisting, then it gets kind of hard for women to keep having to say no. It's like sometimes some guys don't take no for an answer. Hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, this is, I'll give you a perfect example. At the age of 15, I was invited to a party. Now, mind you, before before I went to all-girls school, I was fine. I was able to get along with boys and, and girls. But when I went to all-boy, all-girls school, rather, it was, there was this, there was something weird about seeing boys at parties, you know, from mm-hmm. the all-boys school. And my friend had a party, and um, we just talked about this a couple months ago. I hid in her um, um, bedroom, mm-hmm. and I would not come out. And her older brother was like, you got to go out and, and, and socialize. And I'm like, I'm scared because I heard of all this pressure. Mm-hmm. I saw all these teenage movies, you know, 16 Candles and all that other stuff. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, what if they, I meet somebody and they want to give you a kiss? Like, I wasn't ready for yeah. any of that. I was terrified. So I called my mom. I said, I'm not ready to be at this co-ed <laughs> please pick me up please and then I had to really think about um why I was not feeling comfortable at 15 around boys that Mm -hmm. were thinking of sex I was not ready to even have that discussion with anybody I didn't want anybody touching me I was really paranoid so it took me it took me a while it really did and uh I knew in senior year I went to junior prom I already knew uh uh-uh he has to be gay I already knew in senior year he's got to be gay I'm not ready for that how you didn't know the gay guy wouldn't try to like you know hey let's experiment let's see if you can turn me straight you know I think she probably knew. She I had think a good I, feeling yeah, I had a good feeling that would happen. That wouldn't happen. I I had experienced that in college, mm-hmm. but I was prepared mentally for yeah. that. I was at an age where I was more prepared for those questions. In high school, I was really behind and um, emotionally and mentally, and I was not prepared for anything more than just learning and hanging out with my friends. That's all I wanted. I don't think that's abnormal though to be nervous around the opposite sex, sex in high school. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when you know when I think back to my high school days i i put on a brave face like i wasn't nervous to talk to guys and you know interact with guys but i I think it's nerve-wracking for both guys and girls yeah you know at that age to interact with one with one another so Hmm. and i also think i'll tell you what other i think also played a factor the school i went to was predominantly latino so Mm -hmm. i was and and there there were black I would. We I used to call them blacksicans. We used to call them blacksicans. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but but they straight up. No no no. I'm Latino. I have no black in me. Like and so I'm not gonna argue. You you represent the way you want to represent. So for me, I was there weren't many of me at all. Mm-hmm. There were not many black people especially at these parties i was always the only one yeah so i really felt uncomfortable because i when i was growing up i was around black people some white people but most of my schools in elementary mm-hmm. where there was there was more black presence going to this all-girls school it was predominantly in fact 90 percent latino latinas rather and i just did not feel comfortable it took me a while to be able to feel comfortable and realize they're not judging me it took me a very yeah. long time to get out of my head because i would think they're they're making fun of me. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't speak Spanish, and it was it was a struggle. So that had a big part a p- part of it too, because all the guys that she invited, they're all Mexican dudes. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Hey, Krista's here. Come on in. Hey, hey, bro. 
Then they, you know, ask questions, touch my hair, and it, yeah. it just was a little much. It was overwhelming for me. Hey, Krista, what happened to your date, eh? <laughs> Where did he go? Or she? Hmm? Right. Yep. So there you go. <sighs> okay, it's a lot of lots of boy, it's a lot of stuff just to go to prom. You got to find a gay dude to go to prom with. This is. Did you go to your proms? Yes, I went with tons of lesbians, women, because I didn't want to be pressured into sex. Well, see, you're a guy. You're different than us. No. Oh, okay. Did you go to prom though? No, I didn't go to prom. Why not? Um, why did I go to prom? I don't think I had money to go to prom. I was poor. Prom wasn't free back then. Mm, for, well, I mean, to... you, but you had to get dressed up for it. Oh, like, that's you had to get right. The outfit and all the other stuff. I didn't have money for that. That's kind of sad. I'm yeah, sorry right. Yeah. Sorry. Were you sad? Yeah, yeah I was did sad. You feel, did you feel left out? Dejected. Mm. Horrible. Everybody was having sex that night but me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Sorry. Everybody. I apologize. I heard about all the stories and, you know what I'm saying? Man, you should have been here, Don, man. It was a free-for-all, man. Crystal was there and everything. I would probably want to be, you know, probably nominated for Prom King. I could see you. Oh, definitely. You know, well, I could see you running for Prom King and getting it up there and saying a big old speech on the mic as Don Amici. I want to thank everybody for <laughs> for me for Prom King. And, um... Class of 1995, we rock. Oh, that was the year I was born. You graduated in 95? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Now you're making me feel old. Oh, God. Hello old now. Hello old. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Listen, a lot, of, a lot more stuff we got to get to today. Uh, where'd you find the guy? They, they, they got the guy who, who beat up Nancy Pelosi's husband? Oh, yes. It's all over the news. Go to KTLA. All right. I'm going to see if I can find that picture. Um, a lot more stuff to talk about when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. FDIC. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. What do you want? I'll give you a choice on stories. There's a shortage on something, or do you want to talk about the Nancy Pelosi attacker? You said a shortage on something? Yeah, there's a shortage on something. Well, that's quick. Tell yeah. us what the shortage, What's the shortage is? is. Well, there's a shortage on black sperm donors uh, in America, and it's forcing black women hoping to start a family to choose a donor of another race. Interesting. According to the Washington Post, black sperm donors represent less than 2% of all sperm donors in the country's four largest cryobanks. The publication writes, a severe shortage is forcing black women who need donor sperm to conceive uh, to make a tough decision, raise a biracial child from a don- uh, donor sperm of another race or buy sperm from male friends or on the black market. I didn't know black sperm was that like in demand. Hmm. Additionally, the reason for the shortage range starts with the selection process that demands a three generation medical history. Oh, no. Which may be challenging for black men who may not have access to quality health care hmm. and excludes donors with felony convictions. Mistrust of the medical profession by black men uh, because of legacy historical discrimination for the Washington Post. Over the years, we have spoken to African-American fraternities and student organizations trying to increase our number of applicants. This has not been very successful, said California Crybank's chief medical officer, Jamie Shamanke. That's sad. We continue to work hard to recruit more black donors, Morgan Baker, senior marketing manager at Fairfax Cryobank. Said an email statement via the post. There are several in the pipeline who should be available at the beginning of next year and few more in the screening process. I wonder if I can make money doing this. Do, they, do you get paid for this? Are getting your sperm? Yeah. I Don't you get money? Yeah, I, I think do believe you do. when you donate sperm or eggs, you yeah. get compensated. I mean, every, I think. Yeah. every woman will want a Don Amici kid, right? 
Did you want to do? Are you thinking about donating? Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what they're going right. What's the? What's the? You know, black sperm is a hot commodity. You might want to consider it. Donating sperm. Let's see. Well, let's see. Hold on now. You know, may I? You know, I maybe. I would say though, of these women, if these women really want children, um, they may want to consider sperm elsewhere. If black sperm is not readily available. Let's know. see here. Donors earn one hundred forty dollars for each acceptable sperms. I think. The, I think the market is uh, underpricing us. Most donate once a week. Some donate more often. Most donors earn five to seven hundred a month. Oh. For donating sperm. Okay. I, don't, I think my sperm's worth more than five to seven hundred dollars. Well, are you going to be a part of the child's life? No, you're just donating your sperm. Yeah, yeah. They I, should you consider s- going half on a baby with their friend, maybe like their black friend. Yeah, and see if they want to contribute. Well, I've yeah. heard I've heard some women like do that. Like they'll find a good friend. Lesbian couples do that, I think, also, where they'll find a good friend and that they'll yes. and that they'll mm-hmm. try to, you know, hey, can you give us some sperm donation or whatever so we can have a baby? Um, That's a big decision, though. I mean, if I were a guy, I wouldn't just nilly-willy give my sperm. I mean, that's that's still your child, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's your child. Yeah, I would. Listen, I would be kind of conflicted about about doing this. You're gonna come for me? Am I gonna get you know? You're gonna come try to get child support out of me? Do I get to meet these kids? Get paid for each sample that meets the minimum sperm count. Donors earn 140 for each sample of sperm. Most donate once a week. Some donate more often. Most donors earn 105 to 700 a month. Men of color can empower families of color by donating sperm. People of color wanting to create families who share their ethnicity could help. Could use your help. I don't know. I mean, earn five dollars when you complete the exit blood test. I don't know. It seems like I'm getting the short end of the stick on this one. $140. Yeah, I would think they pay thousands, especially if you're in demand, right? That's what I would think. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm looking at this wrong. How much to buy sperm from the sperm bank? Let's see. I think it's expensive. How much to buy sperm from sperm bank? Let's 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 see what the markup is. Between $900 and $1,000. Hmm. And they're gonna give you a hundred. Yeah, I, I'm getting the short end yeah, of the stick. Definitely. Between generally, a vial of sperm costs nine hundred to a thousand dollars. The costs vary depending on the sperm bank used. Sperm donor, you want to select the degree of sperm processing. The cost of uh, of a vial of sperm covers just that: a vial of sperm. Any form of fertility treatments would be an additional cost. I'm getting one hundred forty dollars, and they're reselling it for nine hundred dollars. Yeah, no. that's not fair, right? I, I, man, I tell you, black man, I always get the short end of the stick. All right. Well, listen. Um, I, I am conflicted about this. I don't know. I would feel kind of weird. Yeah. Doing something like this, just having copies of me floating around out there. Uh, when when you know, not that I wouldn't want to help couples who want to have children, but it would just feel weird, like somebody else raising your DNA. Yeah. yeah. I know. You know I what know. I'm saying? Like I, I don't. Know. I don't know. But you know, I, I I hope they get this. I don't. But why is there? What I want to know is, why can't they just find a man? Maybe they don't want to. Maybe, you know, I, 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 I think if they could yeah. find one, they would. Right. I'm sure if they had a friend or someone who could do it, they would go that way. So Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of women that are, 
you know, they want to, they're, they're successful career women that yeah. might not, like, like to your point, have found anybody and they want to have a child and they say, I could do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, my mother, my father, brothers, sisters, whatever, being able to help. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Against my religious beliefs. Oh, please. You Get know, out of here with I've that. I've given en- enough of my sperm away for free. I don't know if I should, 104. I think I'm, I need to, I need to protect the brand. Okay, the Donamichi brand. Well, you have been looking to open the business. You could open a business where you could get healthy black men to donate their sperm and pay them the money that they're worth. That's a very good idea, Krista. Yeah, yeah. may pay them the money. Don's <coughs> Black Sperm Bank. Don's Black Sperm <laughs> Bank? Yeah. Healthy Black Sperm. Oh, healthy Black Sperm Bank. How much is it going to cost to start this business up? Do I, can, I, can I start it with like a, a cooler and some ice? maybe maybe what you should do is actually get a business partner find somebody you know in the medical field and say look it i've got the people you know i'll I'll cut you in on a certain a certain percentage you know there's not much stuff in the refrigerator freezer here at work i might be able to (laughs) see if i can rent out some of the freezer from tabas and then store it there until i you know get up and running yeah, I mean, seriously, you've been wanting to make some extra money. This is a great way. I'm sure you have a lot of attractive friends that are healthy, black male friends and family, hmm. that you could pay them f- a decent earnings to donate their sperm. Not this yeah, but then I gotta dollars. go. Then I gotta go. I gotta go sell the sperm. Yes, you do. And you you say I've got. Well, what do I what, what, what do I go sell the sperm at though? Like, I mean, I put an ad on Craigslist. No. You've got to you got to connect with somebody. I just saw an article desperately seeking a black sperm donor. So you need to reach out to these people. This is a New York Times. Find out oh. who the writer is. Say say to the writer who are, who's desperately seeking. What's the name of this organization? And come yeah. up with the deal with these people. Maybe, maybe I could um I could start an Instagram account, right? Or a TikTok. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, you want. You know, and I need a jingle. If you want the. <laughs> If you want the best sperm, come to Don. Call one eight hundred something. I don't know. I don't know. No. You guys are no help with this business idea. Hold here. on, your side hustle. I just gave you the, the business idea. I gave you the idea. It's up to you to implement it. I'm not really good at the creative jingle stuff. Okay, let's say I go out and find the sperm. Where am I collecting the samples at? Like the that's where you have to you have to make a connection with somebody. I am sure, it, like I said, desperately seeking a black sperm donor. No, no, somebody no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, to, no, who, no, who you can connect. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Like, let's say I go find, like, like let's say Andy wants to donate sperm, right? <laughs> like, where does he go to to get the sample? Like, that's where you're going to have to come up with that. Open up a, a little business out here. A little business. I'm sure there's plenty of room. Like a tent on the corner? Not like a tent. Like, you know, or if you're friends with some of the business owners, say, hey, do you have a back room I could use? And throw uh, you know what? Some in here, there? Hold on. I got it. I'll make it a mobile sperm bank, right? Good idea. I'll pull up to your house. Yeah. You can get into the backseat of my car, do what you got to do. Car? Get... It's mobile. <laughs> At least rent a van no, or it's a, a truck. No, you get into the back seat. You do what you got to do. You, I'll, you know, I've got a. Um, they need inspiration. They can't do that in a car. <laughs> I've got a DVD player. I can leave a movie playing oh in my, my on God. the screen. No. And then I'm like, hey, put the uh, the 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 donation in the, uh, the cup holder, the drink holder, and then exit and let me know when when you're, when you're busy. I'm, I'm free. I'll be outside. Right. <laughs> that's not first of all. It's not healthy or sanitary. It's perm today. Yesterday was smelly. 
private parts. I, I can't. Oh, no. I can't. Oh, I don't even. No. Yeah, you're right. I don't no. want that in my car. Huh. No, Don, you, you rent a shop because a shop. people, this is a legit business where people make money. You think maybe Tavis could let me use one of these uh, offices that are open? That's a good I'll talk to Tavis. Yeah, so we Tavis, can create can like I, a little. Can, can, we, can we do some type of barter deal where I can have people come in here and hmm. take one of the offices? And... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got the infrastructure here. We got, we got a receptionist in the front. We yeah. can just put a little sign up, like a little, welcome to Don, welcome to KBLA. Yeah. Uh, and Don Sperm Bank. You're turning the station to a sperm bank. I cannot <laughs> with you, Don. I I'm, I'm not turning the station. I'm turning an office inside <laughs> oh, of the station. Okay, an it, office. Well, that's what they like call. That's it. even better. Well, no, it, it, it'd be like Tavis Smiley's incubating another business inside of his business. I can't. No. Hard pass. No. Yeah, <laughs> I I gave you a great idea and the, a great idea that would actually benefit the community. It's up to you to implement hmm. it. The community, huh? They're looking for I, I, Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have that. This is too much of a logistics nightmare, and I don't know where the samples are going to be stored. And I, you know, I got background checks. You know, do you know. have a list of healthy friends that you think would be? Interested? Then I got to, yeah, I got to go find that. All my friends are in their forties, so they, you know, they're, they, you know, are they not healthy? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. We want people that don't smoke marijuana oh, and yeah. that don't drink in excess. We want people that have clean lifestyles. Right, man, well, know. never mind. Forget All it. Right, it's KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where we turn red lights to green lights and keep it moving. Less BS per broadcast, fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, um, you know, kind of a sad situation that we're kind of getting into here, and this is more than, what's sad about it is that, um, and and, and I don't know if this is something you've noticed throughout the, I don't know, over the decades, but it seems to be our politics are getting a little bit more violent. I noticed that. You know, so there was a a man who broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and attacked her husband, Paul Pelosi, um, severely beating him with a hammer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the man accused of breaking into her home, severely beating her husband with a hammer, appears to have made racist and often rambling posts online, including some that questioned results of the 2020 election, defended former President Donald Trump and echoed QAnon conspiracy theories. Now, here's the funny thing. His name is David DePap. He's 42. He grew up in Powell River, British Columbia, Hmm. before leaving about 20 years ago to follow an older girlfriend in San Francisco. A street address listed for DePap in the Bay Area, college town of Berkeley, led to to a post office box at a UPS store. DePap was arrested uh, at the Pelosi home early Friday. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins said uh, she expected to file multiple felony charges, including attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and burglary uh, and elder abuse. Stepfather Gene DePap said the suspect had lived with him in Canada until he was 14 and had been a quiet boy. David was never violent uh, that i seen and, uh, and was never in any trouble, although he was very reclusive and played too much video games, Gene DePap said. He said he hasn't seen his stepson since 2003 and tried to get in touch with him several times over the years without success. In 2007, I tried to get in touch with his girlfriend, um, but she hung up on me when I asked to talk to him, Gene DePap said. David DePap uh, was known in Berkeley as a pro-nudist activist who had picketed naked at protests against local ordinances requiring people to be clothed in public. This is weird. Hmm. Because how is it that you're, support, you're this liberal, yeah. 
But then you're also supporting Donald Trump, and then you're anti Nancy Pelosi. Unless he, unless he's just down this echo chamber uh, of, of conspiracy theories. Remember, they were talking about Hillary Clinton was eating babies, and you, you remember that? Yeah, I. It's unfortunate because I do have a a friend that has gone down the QAnon road, and I haven't really talked to her that much. But the things that pop up in her head, it's almost to me, it's like she's mentally ill, and it's very troubling the things that she believes, and I don't understand. How how and why they're believing this stuff. I don't get who's organizing all this stuff because everything that they're thinking makes zero, zero sense. logical sense. He's a pro-nudist activist. Like, what is that? I mean, you know, even I want people to wear clothes at the end of the day. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want everybody walking around naked. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, not to say, you know, if you want that right, you should have it. But, I mean, you know, come on. Gina Papp said the girlfriend whom his son followed to California was named Gypsy. And they had two children together. The pap also has a child with a different woman, his stepfather said. Photographs published by the San Francisco Chronicle on Friday identified the pap uh, frolically nude outside of City Hall with a dozen others at a 2013 wedding of pro-nudity activist Gypsy Taub, who was marrying another man. Taub did not respond uh, Friday to calls or emails. Oof, this is weird. You think it's got to be drugs, right? No. In a 2013 article in the Chronicle described, uh, in the 2013 article, the Chronicle described David DePap as a hemp jewelry maker who lived in a Victorian flat in Berkeley with Taub, who hosted a talk show on local public access TV called Uncensored 9/11, in which he appeared naked and published conspiracy theories that the 2001 so terrorist attacks were an inside job. Yeah. A pair of web blogs posted in recent months on, uh, online under the name David DePap contained rants about technology, aliens, communists. Religious minorities, transsexuals, and global elites. An August 24th entry titled Q displayed a scatological collection of memes that included photos of deceased sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and made reference to QAnon, basis pro-Trump conspiracy theory that espouses the belief that the country is run by deep state um, cabal of child sex traffickers. I do believe there's a deep state here. Yeah. But I don't know about that there's sex traffickers, satanic pedophiles, and baby-eating cannibals. I don't know. I don't know. Big Brother has been deemed doing your own... Big Brother has deemed doing your own research as a thought crime, read a post that appeared to, to blend references to QAnon with George Orwell's dystopian novel 1984. In an August 25th entry titled Gun Rights, the pro- poster wrote, You no longer have rights. Your basic human rights hinder Big Brother's ability to enslave and control you in a complete and totalizing way. The web hosting service WordPress removed one of the sites Friday afternoon for violating its terms of service. On a different site, someone posting under the PAP's name repeated false claims about COVID vaccines and wearing masks, questioned whether climate change is real, and displayed an illustration of a zombified Hillary Clinton dining on human flesh. Where did this human? Where did this Hillary Clinton? I don't know. Thing it's come bizarre. from where she eats babies and you know, like it's so weird. I don't know where it came from. There appeared to be no direct posts about Pelosi, but there were other entries defending former President Donald Trump and Ye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, who recently made anti-Semitic comments. In other posts, the writer said Jews helped finance Hitler's political rise in Germany and suggested an anti-Semitic plot was involved in Russia's recent invasion of Ukraine. The more Ukrainians die needlessly, the cheaper the land will be for Jews to buy up, the post said. I mean, what if they nuke the country? Well, then who's going to buy the land? In a September 27 post, the writer said any journalist who denied Trump's false claims of widespread voter fraud in 2020 presidential election should be dragged straight out into the streets and shot. Oh, 
gee. This guy's got to be mentally ill. Oh, definitely. You can tell. AP Globe investigative reporter Michael Biesicker reported from the Washington Post and breaking news investigative reporter Brendan Candon from New York. Uh, and reporter Stephanie Dazo in Los Angeles all reported on this story or contributed to the story. This guy's got to be disturbed. But, I mean, what – what? so he was looking for Nancy Pelosi. Yep. She's uh, out on the campaign trail raising funds. I mean, they've got a midterm elections going on, so they're, you know, trying to get the last push. Um, Imagine I, if she were there, though. I don't know if she would have survived a hammer attack. I don't know if he's going to – I mean, they, there's been conflicting reports in the media about Paul Pelosi saying – one was saying I, – I heard something that said he was going – Undergoing brain <gasps> surgery. That's what okay. I heard. Okay. But then, but then there was a statement put out by I think maybe the speaker's office or somebody in Congress that said that um, he was expected to make a full recovery. Okay. Well, of course they're going to say that. Just well, like, just like we heard the other day, Jerry Lee Lewis was died, and then they retracted it, and then today, he died. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, come on. Well, I guess they got, you know TMZ got to be first on everything, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, they TMZ, you know, they they, they called Michael Jackson, and so now they got to call everything. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but this is getting scary, though, because it seems that there is a fringe person or people. There, the, the people on the fringe who are just not doing their own research when it comes to news and accepting whatever they find online that, I guess, um, echoes whatever they may believe or conspiracy theories that sound correct are taking a lot of this information to heart and acting on it now i mean we saw this with january 6th where trump you know riled up a lot of people some of those people still sit in jail a lot of them are have been sentenced to jail and then now this guy here you know posting stuff on the internet i don't know if this is drugs if it's just mentally ill or illness both you know how old is her husband is he pretty old yeah i think i mean she's pretty old i mean i don't you know because you know that that's a hammer to an old person. I, I I just hope that he has a full recovery. It's Is very upsetting. Pelosi. Why do you spell Pelosi? Po. P E L O S I. O S I. I see. He was born in 1940, so he's uh, 82. <gasps> oh my gosh. Let's see. Um, let's see how. It's attempted murder. Yeah. I see. Nancy Pelosi is. How old, how, old, how old is she? She was born in, golly, how long was she? was born in, oh, she's 82 also. That's upsetting. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's horrible. Uh, I love how they throw the elder abuse in and like, <laughs> it's like elder abuse. <laughs> you just terrible. like to boot. Like, yeah, attempted murder, but we're also going to throw in elder abuse at the same time too. Um, yeah, so this this scares me though because it, it seems like there's a segment of the population that does that is delusional. Like me, you know, when I see stuff on the internet, and it and it, it, it and I don't know if this is just from the years of me looking at content for stuff to talk about on the radio. Yeah, I immediately like look at where it's coming from, and just because it looks like a regular site, I don't necessarily trust it. If it's if it, I look at the website, I go look at all the the, the actual web page, and if it's something I haven't heard of before, like USA Global News, you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. or CNN World Front, or you know what I'm saying, something that's like off brand that's not. Normal. I don't. I don't. I don't I take it as a BS site, but I think maybe some people are believing everything that they see on the internet, which is scary and sad. Of course, of it's day. it's fairly. It's really sad. You know, and then uh, yeah. I mean, what are you attacking Nancy Pelosi for? I mean, what did what did she do? 
What, what, I mean, only Paul I don't think they like her. It's unfortunate. I don't. I don't. I don't know what she did. I just say I the, the right doesn't seem to particularly care for her. Hey, what if all the conspiracy theories are true? Hillary Clinton is eating babies. Nancy Pelosi is you know part of the deep state. I mean, what if it's what if it's what if it's true? We're we're, we're the delusional. I ones. know. I don't know. That that would be very upsetting. I don't know. What I do know is upsetting is that there is a shortage on black sperm, and we, we need to do something about that. <laughs> there we that. go. <laughs> All right, listen, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous range, and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. Well, we talked about a lot this week. Uh, Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva, allowed me to torture her this whole week. <laughs> I appreciate that. I want to thank you. This is uh, this is it for you for this week. Uh, did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. It was a great learning experience for me. And let me tell you something, yes. Don. Working with you has definitely been an experience for me. <laughs> okay, so when I got this you know yeah. job for this week um i did a little research on you oh, and i did, did yeah i did i went to kbla and i listened to not all of them but uh maybe one or two yeah. of your shows oh. um at this point i definitely should have, li- have listened to them all <laughs> <laughs> because you were coming at me with a lot especially i know we going to talk about smelly vaginas <laughs> and sperm and some of the things we were talking about this week well the conversation yes. it floats it, the, it, it yes. floats it floats around definitely. from politics to it pop does. culture, to nuance of life, to yes. relationships. So it's very, you know, it flows in very different sections. So yes, but I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I hope you guys had, a much, had as much fun as I did. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. you're a sweetheart. Do you have anything that like you're gonna have, like that you're working on that we could support or we could send people to, like yes. in the future? Absolutely, check out new episodes. Of the Chocolate Diva Talk Show, Good. I am going. Well, to why am I just hearking about this Chocolate Diva Talk Show? Because I'm on the Don Amici show. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So oh, I wanted okay. to let. No, I mean, yes. I think we could have been talking about it all week. No, no, but no, no. now, what is the Chocolate Diva Talk show? show? So it's basically my show where I interview upcoming artists. So I love entertainment lifestyle. Okay. So I cover all of the trending topics on entertainment news as you can see earlier we were talking about will smith and chloe bailey that's my you know spiel right there for that also i interview artists independent artists anyone in the community making a change you know aspiring people uh who want to do something you know positive for the world nice i like that yeah i'm gonna i'm really thinking about donating sperm for the sperm (laughs) bank and that's something he's gonna that's uh, something positive that's my way of contributing how can people find you though? Yeah, like, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where, where's the, Are you where's, on where's Spotify your show at? or YouTube? So I'm on YouTube. Okay. So yes, Angelica Shine and oh, hold Dark on. Sh- let me let me let me, uh, <laughs> let me look at you up right now. Let me me uh you know why you got why I got a little time here. So just go yes. Yeah, so the Chocolate Diva Talk Show. You can put that in Google. It really honestly, guys, if you just put Angel- Angelica Cheyenne, my name in the Google search engine, everything I do will come up. So my YouTube and my website, yes. Oh, with Cassius Cobain? Mm-hmm, that's it. Oh, wow. Oh, look, yeah. These are nice studios here. Look at you, huh? Yes. That is oh, oh, wow. a little bit what I do. And so this is a definitely a new environment for me, talking so about politics like, and a little yeah, bit course, more. Of course, yeah. Of the, you know, I hate to say it, things that are pertinent to the 
older generation, yeah. you know, because I represent, you know, Gen Z, millennial, uh, millennial too. Mm-hmm. Um, I cover things that are of important to us and, um, you know, things that affect us, like, you know, college, student loans. And, and I um, definitely appreciate that. Yeah. That's why I could see you, like I was trying to tell you, I could definitely see you on like a morning show mm-hmm. uh, and to covering the news and everything yeah. that's going on in the community. I could definitely yeah. see that. Definitely. definitely. And yes. you should be on TV because you're very, very pretty. Oh, thank you so yes, much. Yes, you could. You'd be great <laughs> on television. Oh, you got yes. the blessing. So, yeah. Look so at you. Your face is all beat on this. You got, uh, mm-hmm. you got the makeup in full. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I like to zhuzh it up for uh, my interviews. But, yeah, that's a little bit of what I do. I love music, as you can probably tell. Yeah. So, I that's, like, my main focus. But, you know, entertainment in general. That's, yeah. like, my thing so it was great being here with you don and krista yes. it was really really fun oh, all right well you know listen here okay look at this <laughs> didn't know we had a, such a professional in the building all right listen uh the voice of reason on his way in coming up at seven o'clock a caller driven show tonight's hot topic hope and ness hope and ness are you open for love or closed for healing? Ooh. An intriguing look at the sometimes difficult process of opening up to another person. That is a difficult thing that I do find a lot of people are closed off. Are you stuck in a state of hope in this? Hoping that your openness will be reciprocated? How do you open up in a relationship? How do you open? You be honest. Well, you got to be careful when you open up in a relationship because people can and will and have weaponized information mm-hmm. that you get you do but then that is a sign i think that they're not for you um how do you define your relationship how do you define yourself how do you define your partner do you like your intimate relationships to be predictable that's it predictable do you like your intimate relationships to be predictable i think being spontaneous is, is a lot of a lot more fun than the same old same old but some people like they like some, Some people appreciate it. Routine, though. Routine routine, or just like, I don't want to be surprised. I know. I know people who don't like surprises in their relationship. I like surprises. It's fun. And it's then uh, the last question, are you a prisoner to your definitions? That's interesting. Are you a prisoner? Boy, this, this, I don't even know what that means. I, right. You got to go, listen. You got to go to school <laughs> just to listen, <laughs> listen to Zoe's so show. You got to get a degree. You got to get a degree just to listen to Zoe's show. All right. So listen, this is all happening uh, with The Voice of Reason coming up at 7 o'clock. Are you a prisoner to your definitions? I guess, I guess, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't even understand I, the question. I think, I think I somewhat know, but it's very hard to articulate. It's a, it's a, it's one of those questions that hurts your brain. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the pronouns. You know, are you a prisoner to how you define yourself? How right? you define yourself? Yeah. Oh, or, or can you, or can you leave yourself open to grow? After, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not a prisoner to my definitions. Okay, I'm always looking to grow, and and and, and I'm teach. I I can teach, and I'm teachable. Mm, I understand now. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, but but it's taken me a long time to learn that. You know what I'm saying? To like sometimes I always every person I've like kind of been with or even friends. What can I learn from you? Yeah. You know, what can I learn from our interactions? How can I leave you with a little bit of knowledge, you know? Um, Are you exhausted from that, though? Because there becomes a point when we get older where, like, do we want to learn any more? I think I've learned enough. Yeah, I mean, there is. Because <laughs> I got to see that side in you, honestly. We're Donna Mitchell versus everybody. We're Christian and Angelica Cheyenne, the chocolate diva. <laughs> We're here Monday through Friday from 47 to your KBLA Talk 1580. Bye.
KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.